to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, the Sound of Ink. Oh, Martha, I love you so much. First thing she says, I can hear you. You're an angel, my love. Okay, so <laughs> hello, chat room. I see you guys in there. If you guys are trying to get into the chat room, by the way, and it's being naughty, just keep pressing refresh. It'll let you in there eventually. Eventually, it, meaning it could be next year, but eventually. <laughs> it's really good to be here uh, tonight, you guys. I want to go ahead and give you the call-in number if you would like to call in and read with us tonight. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share. We do have some announcements to go over before we get started, so let's get to those. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can email me your idea or message me on Facebook. Either one, Facebook is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Or you can email me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. And the word that is in the title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Let me know what you'd like to put together and we can get that set up. And it will be amazing. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn from each other. So if you have something you would like to do, let me know. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. You can pre-record them and send me the MP3 file. I can do a pre-recorded conference call with you and help you do that if you don't have a way to record it on your own. Or we can do these live or a combination of both. So let me know what you want to do. Next thing, we need to take a moment and thank our sponsors. This is very, very important because these people who stepped up to the plate last year and helped cover our 2022 broadcasting license helped keep us on the air. And we want to make sure that we show them the appropriate love. Sponsors are... Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Mankays. Our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you all very, very much. We are in our 16th year of broadcasting and happen to be right in the middle of our 2023 broadcasting license fundraiser. So if you're interested in helping out, and helping to keep us on the air for another year. We do have the GoFundMe, uh, the GoFundMe fundraiser going on right now. I think you can go on the site and do a search under the Speakeasy Cafe, and I think that that should pull it up. Otherwise, jump over onto my Facebook page. I've got the link pinned up at the top there, and uh, you can 
get on it that way. We can do donations uh, through the GoFundMe, or if you'd rather not use GoFundMe, we also have, the show has a PayPal account. We set up a Venmo and a Cash App for it, if you would like to make a donation besides through there. And every little tiny bit helps, guys. We're on the last leg of the fundraiser now. And, um, yeah, have a little bit, little bit, little, little ways to go. But other than that, we're doing awesome. So, yeah, if you'd like to help keep us on the air for another year, jump over on our GoFundMe fundraiser broadcasting license. Stay here another year. Have fun. Be cool. Because we're the cool kids, all that good stuff. Hello, Jeffrey. I see you in the chat room. And... If you are all called in, you can put me on your, uh, put your area code for me in the chat room if you would, and I can check where you are on the board. All right, so it is time now for, get your pens ready. Are your pens ready? It is time for inspiration from the inkwell. The crowd goes wild. (laughs) Have your pens and papers ready as I go through these. If I happen to lose you somewhere and... You don't get everything written down. Don't panic. You can come back after the show is over, and then we can uh, you can write down whatever you missed. Listen to the show's podcast first 15 minutes of the show. My computer hiccuped. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I'm going to jump right into this, and I'm going to give you your poetry prompts for this week. And as I go through these, keep in mind, that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. You can use it as a line in your poem or just a journal concept. Beyond those guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you, but they need to grow into poems. So, number one, in the shadow of wind. In the shadow of wind. Number two, life after fiction. Life after fiction. Three, becoming a forest. I really like this one. Becoming a forest. Four, I wrote this in the dark. Could be a really fun one. I wrote this in the dark. Five, ghost white. Ghost white. Six, untitled. Untitled. Seven. Song of self. Song of self. Eight. Love is that you I see. Love is that you I see. I heard a poet say. I heard a poet say. Ten. Come with me. Come with me. Eleven. Letter to humanity letter to humanity 12 little bird little bird 13 from my window from my window and 14 for everything a time thing a time So those are your 14 prompts. Remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all seven lines, or excuse me, all 14 lines in one poem if you're feeling really froggy. 
So next we're going to go over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is what you should do before you sit down and start writing to your 14 prompts. This exercise is the highlight that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we write to it. It helps us get away from the writing the typical knee-jerk reaction direction that we would normally take something in that, that inspired us. You know, we don't want to write the same poem as everyone else. We want to explore different ideas. We want to don't not. We do not want to write the ordinary. So this is a way to push yourself and really flesh out some amazing ideas. All of the stuff behind the fluff. All right. So to start this, before you begin writing poems to the prompts I just gave you, what I would like you to first do is open your journals to a clean page. And at the top from the list, I want you to write down the first prompt. And I really want you to explore this, really examine your prompt, okay? Think of all the different meanings it could have, how many ways you could twist it and turn it, bend it into something it's not, something different. You know, how many things can you make it be the voice of or the shadow for or the face belonging to? How many different meanings can you pull out of this one prompt? All right. What I want you to do once you write that down all right, I want you to write down at least six different poems with the thinking about what I just said. I want you to write down at least six different poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts. Okay, then you go to number two, number three, all the way down to the bottom until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts. I guarantee you, you will not make it through the end of this exercise without something running away with you. And when you're done writing, you're going to go, oh, shit, where did that come from? That was awesome. <laughs> it really helps you find some cool things, cool ideas. So make sure you do that. You should be doing that actually before you sit down and write to any prompt or anything that inspires you. Now we are going to do our writer's block. It's just an urban legend mythbuster writing assignment say that three times real fast. So I am here to dispel that myth. There is no such thing as writer's block. It's urban legend. It's like the boogeyman. It's not real. Not going to hurt you if you don't believe in it. If you can pick up a pen and scribble on paper, you are writing. And therefore, how can writer's block be a real thing, right? It's not. So when you sit down to write, and you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, I can't think of anything to write. The key is just to write. And it really doesn't matter what you write. So, like when you find those times when your muse is like off snoring, you know, and you can't think of anything, prime your own pump. Don't be so dependent on inspiration. Find inspiration. Go out there and stomp your feet in the water until you find something floating to the surface. I don't know. That probably wasn't a really great analogy. But anyway, so... Yeah, don't wait for inspiration to hit you. Go out and find it and grab it by the ear and pull it around a bit. So the key is to, since if every time you pick up your pen, you can write something on paper, therefore writer's block doesn't exist because you are writing, this is just to prime your pump, priming your pump. It's giving you something to think about, an idea where you can just sit down and write something crazy. So this week's Mythbuster assignment 
is just right 100 I have nevers. Yep, a list of I have nevers. And it can be anything like I have never climbed Mount Everest or I've never seen the Aurora Borealis or you can get silly with them like I've never eaten an octopus or I've never had sex in a revolving bucket above Kentucky Fried Chicken or I have never spit grapes at my boss. I've never rode a bicycle naked, whatever. I want you to write 100 anything and everything that you have never done. That's it. That's all. Unless when you're done, of course, you can go through the list and flesh out a poem. Create a poem out of your list. But write down 100 I have nevers. Okay? Doing things like this are going to lead you to writing things you would never dream of on your own. It kind of pushes you to explore that amazing untapped treasure trove of ideas inside you. You know, it pushes you past your typical, like I said before, you know, explore your mind and you will discover unbelievable inspirations trapped inside there. Ideas that are uniquely you. A voice. I don't know why I'm speaking like Captain Kirk. Of course, you know, unless it scares you to go inside your mind. I don't think you're scared. Remember, writer's block just an urban legend. It does not matter what you write, just as long as you write. And as long as you just write, you will write the things that matter. Think about what I just said. All right, that's it for your Mythbuster writing assignment. Once again, I'm going to run through this week's poetry prompts. And remember, if you miss any, you can come back after the show and listen to the podcast. One, In the Shadow of Wind. Two, Life After Fiction. Three, Becoming a Forest. Four, I wrote this in the dark. Five, Ghost White. Six, Untitled. Seven, Song of Self. Eight, Love, Is That You I See? Nine, I Heard a Poet Say. Ten, Come With Me. Eleven, Letter to Humanity. Twelve, Little Bird. Thirteen, From My Window. And fourteen, For Everything a Time. And that's it. As we close this out, remember, food for creative souls. We are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You must have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat. And that applies to what you feed your brain as well. As our writer's discipline, every day I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. A haiku. We're concentrating on the American haiku for these because they're easy. Haiku, three lines with a five-seven-five syllable count. Every day when you go out in the world, when you're going from point A to point B, I want you to find your 17 syllables. They're waiting out there for you somewhere. You just have to pay a little bit of attention. Watch, look. Things are inspiring. Things are all around you. You know, there's things that we gravitate to. Like for me, the smell of fresh-cut grass or the wind or the color red. There's all kinds of things that, pull me to them and there's things like that for you too and if you stop when something makes you stutter or hiccup or skip a step and pay attention to the things around you that are calling out to you you are going to find those things that speak to you and you're going to find those 17 syllables so don't just walk past them don't ignore them they're important they're the thing they're they're your like your it's your spirit smell or it's your spirit season, or it's, you know, like your spirit animal. (laughs) Find your 17 syllables. Find your haiku. 
write it down when you think about it. If you have to come back later and fix the syllable count, that's fine. The, the key is to just write it down when you think of it. All right, guys, guess what? That's it for our Inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop. We are going to go to now. We're going to play an audio recording. If you have a track you would like to have me play on the air, you can email those to me. You can message them to me on Facebook, or you can email them to me at the, T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. I will get them uploaded to the show's library, and we will play them for the world. This week I'm playing one by Joe Kidd. It's called Durways, and it's from his book, The Invisible Watering Hole. I'm thinking about doorways. It's crazy how many doorways we walk through in a day and in a lifetime. We walk through large, elaborate doorways, often to places of worship or places of commerce. We walk through small, inconspicuous doorways, perhaps to a child's playhouse or an animal shelter, hospital rooms, prison cells, offices, studios, bathrooms, all have unique doorways. Sometimes the doorways are in our heads, doorways to artistic inspiration, doorways to dreams, doorways to life and to death. When we walk through doorways, we leave an established existence to enter into the unforeseen. For no matter how we may imagine the other side, we can never be completely certain of where a doorway leads until we open it and walk through. There's one particular doorway that I walk through several times each month in Detroit. To get to it, I must park my Jeep in a structure and walk down the street, often past homeless people who are constantly asking for money. Last week, it happened that I was doing my usual routine when just as I was about to enter a doorway to a building that housed a small restaurant in the office where I had an appointment, I was approached a nice-looking man about my age, maybe younger, asked me if I could spare enough money for him to go into the restaurant to buy lunch. I told him I could not and proceeded past. As I got to the doorway, I decided to go back and give him some money. I quickly pulled out all the money in my pocket pushed it into his hand, and turned to go. He stopped me, saying, Mister, all I asked you for was enough money for a sandwich. Overcome by that remark, all I could say was, Sorry, man, you want me to take some back? 
He said, no, but do you have time to have lunch with me? I couldn't believe what was happening. I thought, this must be some kind of a setup. In defense against trouble, although I did have time, I said, no, I must keep moving. Someone is waiting for me inside. I turned again, and as I got to the doorway, he said, hey, hey, mister, would you have lunch with me some other time? I turned and said, well, if I ever get the opportunity, I will. He said, okay, thanks. That was it. As I got to that doorway for the last time, I decided that it might be interesting to see what this guy was really like. So I turned, saying, wait a minute. And he was gone. Vanished in an instant. Disappeared into thin air. I had the chance to walk through a doorway, and I blew it. Absolutely love that piece. Think about all the doorways we're standing at and don't go through in life. Go through some of those doors. All right, guys, guess what? It is time for you, our amazing poets. So, again, if you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in such as 567, again, is our first caller for the evening. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. So always, always introduce yourself. Hi, this is me. And I'll say hi back. (laughs) Right now you can read two normal poems or one long poem. Our lines are a little bit busy tonight. So if this changes and I have to cut you back to reading just one, I will let you know if that happens on your turn. I am terribly sorry, but right now you're good at reading two normal poems or one long poem. When you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember that we have a mature rating. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, no adult porn poems. Other than that, you are good to go. I'm going to go ahead and announce the first three callers in our lineup so you have an idea of how soon you are coming up. And I will continue to update you throughout the program. As I said, our first caller is 567, followed by 702, followed by 860. All right, so let's go ahead and grab 567. You are on the air. Hello again. This is Pineapple 16. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Pineapple 16. How are you this week? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh. Been better, been worse. So <laughs> that's that's life. 
You know what I always, you know, I realize, and it's a good thing to keep in mind, is even on your worst day, the worst day you could ever have, it is still the best day ever because you woke up. Exactly. And I know there's a lot of people that would trade places with me. There's a lot of people <laughs> worse off than, you know, have more problems than I have and, you know, all that good philosophical type of thinking. <laughs> you know, my standard has always been if something's not going to be a problem five years from now, then it's not a problem. You know, Ooh, don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my ice cream boss, uh, he used to be my ice cream boss, um, he told me a couple times, he said, just think about this. At the end of the day, does it really matter? Because mm-hmm. driving a truck around, you know, sometimes you get mad because somebody, you know, they took two seconds when the light turned green instead of only one second, and they're right in front of this. Or you know, stuff like that. He, and so he's just reminded me, hey, at the end of the day, does it really matter? And so it was nice so to you think just about gave that. Yourself, you just gave yourself a poetry prompt. At the oh, end like, of the day, the does it really day? matter? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to be referring to your poetry prompts at the introduction of my second poem. Ooh, I'm excited. What you bring us tonight? Yeah. Well, this first one, it's probably titled COVID probably. Pandemic 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, sorry. I didn't. probably titled this. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> yeah, because I just, it was, it, I, I, I wrote it three years ago when the pandemic suddenly burst upon the scene and I I wrote this poem specifically to make a video to put on YouTube and so the poem I don't remember what the title of the video is but um it's probably something like COVID pandemic 2020 or 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 it might be it's a pandemic but um so that's what it is. So this is this is almost exactly three years ago that I wrote this. I want to panic. Hope I don't get manic. It's systemic. We got a pandemic. I need those tunes. They're therapeutic. Better calm down. Listen to the music. It's a quarantine. Better stay clean. It's already here. It's academic. Worldwide, it's a pandemic. Suddenly, life is totally erratic. Nothing now is automatic. I sure hope I don't get sick. I'm by myself on a picnic. If you see me walking, leave me alone. If you want to talk, call me on the phone. I need those tunes. They're therapeutic. Better calm down. Listen to the music. It's a quarantine. Better stay clean. Wishing you well. From Pineapple 16. 
<laughs> and poem. I imagine quarantining with yourself has to be a pretty fun experience. Um, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just can't see you getting bored easily. I, I think you keep yourself oh, amused. Oh, right. That's typically the case. Yeah, I, I've always got plenty to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, if I got stranded on a desert island for a year and a half, if I had uh, some paper and pencil, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. If I had a so hammer, I would be fine. What were you going to do with a hammer? Things. Build things. Well, yeah, I hope you got some nails or something to go with a hammer, but... I'll, I'll carve them out oh. of bones with the things yeah, that I killed yeah. with my hammer. <laughs> yeah, carve, carve Maxwell a, silver hammer. Carve a, carve, make nails out of uh, trees. Uh, <laughs> use um, wooden pegs instead of nails. Yeah. So, so tell me about your second one and those prompts. Well, yeah, here's the thing about this, because you, you mention every week about the writer's block. And mm-hmm. this poem was, it for me, it ended a four-and-a-half-year writer's block that I claimed to have. And it was related to a poetry prompt that I was able to write this poem. And it was not a prompt from your show. It was a prompt from another poet. And I had been going to this open mic every Tuesday, and I had been doing poems that I had written years before that and um, sometimes do repeated poems and I mentioned to another poet that I haven't written anything for four and a half years. And he said, all right, listen, Pineapple, you are <laughs> going to come back next week, and you're going to have a poem for me. And you don't need to read it to the whole group, but you're going to read it to me. And and by the way, this happened in October of that year. And in October, he said, okay, Next week, you're going to come back with a poem about springtime in Toledo. One week, get busy. And <laughs> I love it. That's all I needed. I needed that inspiration, which I needed that subject. And for four and a half years, I couldn't think of anything to write about. I, I, I was just... See, right there, you are absolutely crap. proving the point that I go over with in the workshops. But I cut you exactly. off. Go ahead. Well, no, that's fine. It's just, it's just, yeah. Um, when you can't think of something, if you're not inspired, and I wasn't inspired, I had, I had some depression and some other stress issues and just all kinds of things that was, you know, hindering my creativity, and I just couldn't think outside of the the misery and the depression and the stress and all this stuff. And, and the, the Tuesday night open mic was, was very therapeutic and just dealing with that stuff. But um, this other poet, his name is Alex. Um, he goes by Bunsen. That's his poet name. Stage name is Bunsen. And um, so he said, all right, 
springtime in Toledo next week. And one week later, I came back, and I did read it to the whole group. And here it is. This is called Springtime in Toledo. It's getting warmer now. It'll be Easter soon. We just have to wait for the next full moon. It's springtime in Toledo. There's excitement in the air. We're so tired of the winter and the temperatures we bear. The frigid air from Canada totally sucks ass. And we get it every year in the city of glass. Kite flying is fun in March. The wind is always blowing. But in April, you're a fool. If you no way could it be snowing. The bushes and trees are alive with color. By the second week of May, skies are often sunny and blue, unlike the April skies of gray. The plentiful rain can sink your mood like a nuclear torpedo. But with spring comes rebirth and new life in Toledo. I was born in Toledo in the middle of May. If you think about my name, you'll know the day. June rolls around and kids are out of school. They're riding their bikes and playing in the street and going to the pool. I hear an ice cream truck coming down the street playing some crazy song. Another one will come real soon. I know it won't be long. By the end of spring, it's nice and warm, and everything is green. This now concludes my springtime poem. My name is Pineapple 16. And, of course, that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) And all it took was that little push, right? Exactly. Look what you created. Yeah. Now, I have a question for you. Yes. So you sat there all that time, and you'd sit down, and you'd want to write a poem, and you couldn't think of a poem to write, so you didn't write for a long time. All the other things are going on around your world and occupying your brain and taking up space, and you just didn't write for a while, right? Correct. So do you think that if every single day you picked up the pen – and just wrote something, not with the intent to write down a poem, but just did that act of moving the pen across paper. Do you think that would have made a difference? The um, answer is yes, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because what you're talking about, those things when time, you know, there's, there's times that just pick us up and grab us by the back of the neck and carry us around like a kitten, and there's just... It's just we're, we're caught up in life, right? And that's a lot of time. A lot of times it happens just like you said. You know, you hadn't written for a while. And the longer you write, the more guilty you feel about it or think that you should have. And then that just causes that whole creative depression to go on top of everything else. You know, there's, is there anything in my life that's going to go right now? You know, but if you sit down every single day and write something like some of these assignments that I give you, you know, sit down and write a list of things you could put on a peanut butter sandwich, sit down and write a list of every teacher's name from grade school. You could remember, it doesn't matter what you 
write. It's the act of writing. And if you have a little journal somewhere, you guys, and you just set it somewhere, and every single day you pick up and just write something random in it, you're going to write. Yeah, it could be like this one. I focused a lot on the weather. People could write about weather or trees mm-hmm. or colors or anything. I just described spring, and, and so I just thought mm-hmm. of, of spring. And I could write another one, but I never have, about winter or summer or traveling or, <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about inspiration. You throw stuff out there and you never know it's going to – I know, I know that. I noticed that. And I want you to know, by the way, I ate some pizza before the show started so you couldn't get me with food. And then it's the first time you didn't really read about food. (laughs) But I mentioned something that sells food. That's true. I love your ice – I'm so in love with your ice cream truck. You have no idea. All right, baby. Well, Tell everyone then, how they can find you, hon. Go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. And in that other one, I did I did mention being on a picnic, but um, but yeah, it's pineapple <laughs> sixteen. That's that's pineapple XVI, and the big the big ones YouTube poetry videos. Both of those poems that I just did, they are there are videos for them on YouTube, and um, but there's also iTunes and Spotify and Facebook pineapple. X-V-I. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Okay. We will see you next week, hon. I hope so. So that talk works to you for later. me. Thanks. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Yep. Ciao. All right. Oh, I feel bad. Jeffrey had to leave. He has to go get a paper done. Hopefully we can get a hold of him and Get him on again sometime. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 702. 702. Hello. You are on the air. What's happening, Nyla? <laughs> Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist in the house. Always. Always. Welcome, my dear. Thank you. Uh, it's great to follow up the wonderful, illustrious Pineapple 16 XIV. And... Um, <laughs> You know, so but now I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, your favorite poem of mine, which is Wildwood, the Wildwood Motel. Wildwood Motel, and um, so and I made the announcement. I believe it was last week or it was the week before. I'm not sure, but um, I will be extending that into a full blown uh, storyline alongside of. Abattoir and Skinner and those other ones, but um, so we will explore the characters, uh, those colorful characters who resided at the Wildwood Motel. And because I know you're such a fan of the poem, uh, it is quiz time, and I'd like to ask you if you can name the characters from the Wildwood Motel. No pressure. All of them. Well, as many as you can think of. All right. Um, Cheryl Madrid. Right. There is the man in the attic, Cigar mm, Stan, yeah. the Butcher Brothers, um, the crack, Debbie the Crack Whore, crack whore Very good. Uh, Old German Hilda waiting for her Fuhrer, uh, right. Downtown Marvin, there's the guy in the attic, and me. Yeah. And Spirit more? yes. Very good. No, I think you, I think you uh, nailed it. Yeah, you did excellent. You did so good. You get a couple extra credit questions. Uh, 
If you uh, can oh, remember, shit. what was Marvin's pet pit bull's name? All right. So if I get this, what do I win? Um, you win me doing a brand new Wildwood poem tonight on the show. Oh, that's worth it. Um, his <laughs> pit bull's name was Marvin. No, pit, Marvin yeah. McKay. Marvin McKay. Marvin Mc, Marvin's McKay. Marvin Marvin was the man. McKay. Was, McKay. Matt was his pit bull was McKay. Uh, I find nobody better. I think you have the poem already right there in front of you. Um, and last question: That mysterious man in the attic. What was his name? And he doesn't have a name. He's the mysterious guy in the attic. That's absolutely right. I tried to trip you up with a trick question there. Uh, <laughs> all of these characters, I, I, I should say, all of these characters will be making a return. They will be making a return to the now abandoned Wildwood Motel. And that's going to be the crux of the storyline. We'll see where that goes. Uh, the poems I want to read tonight, uh, the first one is an old poem. And I believe Lori is listening in. She's not in chat. I hope she is because she said she'd be here and. I told her I'd read, I'd read this one because she said she liked it. I posted her another post. And there's a mention of the Wildwood, a brief mention in this poem. This is called Hopscotch Double Shots. Blackjack heart attack and you left me with broken gills. Lungs filled up with bloodless bile, no anger left to kill. Hopscotch double shots, math now will pay the price. Sunday morning beast hunt finds you carving off a slice. Instigate, procreate as the rodents in darkest sewers. Max Andrew Moongloom, man, you look like Matt Frewer. Undulate, incorporate the fletch of your condemnation. Lips that slip, fondle, flip the magic of your gyrations. Abstain the pain, just stay away from the Wildwood Motel. Fire in the hearth will sing with the signal doom, never ring the bell. Man hug, unplug, yeah, you tough as galvanized nails. Biceps flex, break the hex. Never let them see you failed. White line, feline, the purring cost more than 103. Torn blouse, cat house, you know that pussy was never free. Do these words offend? Pretend they didn't even rhyme. Languid penguin shunning slumber, sleep away your time. Pecorino, Al Pacino, have a small slice with your wine. Know below that all is lost when you cut the tie that binds. End all. That was wicked. That was get, that was the old MySpace stuff right there. <laughs> you get five thousand cool points for using Max Headroom in in a poem. And not only Max Headroom, but the guy who played Max Headroom, Matt Frewer. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That is uh, that is hopscotch double shots. And as promised, uh, we will be revisiting the Wildwood Motel in the first poem in that series, not posted, just wrote it yesterday, is, uh, by the name of it, you'll know who this one is about. This is called Cheryl Madrid. She sits alone in the back seat of the city bus, trying to remember how to smile. A solitary tear traverses a weathered cheek. Thoughts invade brusquely of her little cherubs how she misses their laughter. Sees them clearly, begging, fear widening their beautiful eyes, that it's gone. She knows not from where it came. For she's headed back to 
that place where he awaits. His makeup drips exquisitely. But who is he? Stan? Marvin? One of the Butcher Brothers? Or the Nameless One? Staking a claim on shadows. Best left alone. She is compelled. And so without preamble, she ventures to her past. A little corner of hell. The Wildwood Motel. What happened to her kids? Well, I guess you have to stay, keep following the story, right? God, you're so mean to children. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I made a promise to myself I would not bring up poor little Blueberry again, but you just had to go there. So. Poor Blueberry. Oh, my heart so goes out to poor little Blueberry with her little full of blueberries frozen in the snow. I'll never forget that poem as long as I live. I'm probably going to be like 137 in some beige hallway of an old folks home drooling and my one reoccurring memory is going to be, poor blueberry, poor blueberry. <laughs> well, that would be like, the, as sad as that would be, that would be like the ultimate compliment because if you can remember a poem for that long, <laughs> wow, I did something right. It's, it's embedded in me forever. <laughs> I think, you know, it's really bad is I just, I have 18 brand new blueberry bushes I planted out in my yard. And every time I see or think of a blueberry, I think of that now. So every single time I go out to pick blueberries off my bush or I make something with blueberries or anything, it's like that poor child. She's there, man. She's in my heart. Yeah, you know, and it's and as sad as it is, I can't, I, just, I can't bring her back, so... Um. It is kind of oh, what you it could, is. You could find a way. You control the pen. You could do it if you okay. wanted to. Zombie? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't, look, I couldn't bring Lenore back, but we found a way. Lorelai, her sister, is living vicariously and, and trying to seek revenge for her. And we so, can so hear from her again through her diary. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I think there's another this Lenore This is so Diary exciting. And it's cool. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, though. I'm putting that, now with the Wildwood storyline, I have full, four full-fledged storylines to work on, and that is Abattoir Chronicles, Sideshow Tales, Midnight Skinner, and, of course, Wildwood. So, uh, and they all will connect. They will, they will all intersect at some points. So it should be a lot of fun. Well, Nyla, let's, let's so, roll it on. You oh, know, what were you going to say? Wait, 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 wait. I need you to do me a I favor. What? So can you guys hear my smoke alarm going off? No. I can you can't. hear it? All right. well, I'm going to let you host our next caller, and I'm going to go turn my smoke alarm off. All right. And see why it's going off. Because that's you, a bit Nyla. disconcerting. All right, so I'm going to bring on area code 860. Jessica, and you can introduce her, and I will be right back. <laughs> Here we go. All right, hold back. Hi, hi, Jimmy. You are now on the air. Who is calling in, please? <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Brooke is on the air. Oh my God, I I want now I've got to read something you've already heard and she hasn't. 
Well, oh, uh, no, because we, no, because we can banter for for a minute or two. So let me ask you, what what about our our uh, little collaboration with your words, my voice? Wasn't that awesome? Oh, I love it, and it has like two hundred fifty views or something almost. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it should. Yeah, I, I love it. I still love it. Oh my god, I love it. I showed it to people that uh, you know for my phone and stuff. They're like, wow. And then I then I didn't like you know I was showing one of your poems in, in a video, and she's like, she thought it was my show. Like, oh no no no, that is not mine. <laughs> but uh, well, I was... one, huh? No, I was just going to say it was a lot of fun. You know, I love the process, and I like that we communicated. You know, just going through all that, and uh, you know, because it's important to. Uh, especially if I'm reading anybody else's words, but, you know, me and you go way back, and I know where a lot of your words, you know, where they spring from. And um, so it was really important to get inside uh, of, of the emotions that you had within that poem. And, and yeah, I think we did I think we did a pretty good job. That was, it was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, and I thought Just it was cool that someone mentioned that, like, she feels those emotions um, being bipolar. And she I hadn't even said that. But that's I have bipolar disorder, and she says that describes her life being bipolar. See, like, perfect. Interesting. Yeah, no, so absolutely. So me. <laughs> <laughs> what so did, did you, you say? Um, did you? Um, so you said you wrote an. Uh, you have one that I've already heard, but do you have? So what else are you reading tonight? Are you reading two older ones, or one new one, or one old one? One new one, in, and the one I posted that was, like, an International Women's Day, like, a month late or whatever. That, I want her that, to hear yeah. that one. Yeah, a month late or but, not, that is a one. Well, that is excellent. Thank you. Okay, this one stems from the fact that I, you'll, it's self-explanatory once I read it, but I have to go to a physical to, you know, be as a requirement for work for this new job that I have coming up, okay? And this is what happens. Please refrain from questioning whether I can function with my illness. The look of disbelief evident even in a mask. Questioning why I am on disability. I guess mental health does not qualify in your eyes. Asking if I can have a job at all until I explain it's peer support. The requirement is lived experience, not until I say mental health is my passion. To help my peers is what I want to do for my life's work, does she lighten up her tone. I've never had to convince someone, especially a nurse practitioner, that I'm capable of working. I felt discrimination. I felt I had to, to prove myself to her, even in a mask, her eyes, I mean, sorry, even in a mask, her doubts showed in her eyes. And home, sorry. <laughs> no, that was great, that Jessica. Was that was we talked about a lot of that when you were talking about with the jobs and stuff. And, and I think the way you, you know, you, you were able to really put forth uh, the emotion and the frustration of having to go through that. Yeah. I sat there and literally like, she asked me like, wait, you, you have a mental illness and this is for a job. Like you're going to work. Like, I can't remember exact words, but she was like, she was wondering if I was even like questioning if I was capable of even working the job that she was trying to qualify, you know, that she was giving this support. And it's like, what do you want disability for? And this is before she knew. And I'm like, uh, I have bipolar disorder, PTSD. She's like, really? And then it went into, yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, we have called so Sorry, what? Yeah, so it's just so discriminating, you know. I mean, that whole concept of God forbid you have anybody has any even slight uh, uh, mental disorder of any type, and it's immediately assumed that they're less than uh, normal or they're they they can't function in this way, and it's such a horrible uh, discriminative act and it goes on a lot you know and i don't yeah. blame you for being curious yeah i i want to call them up and uh call the, the doctor's office up i have to find the number but to see listen you know i was you know discriminated against for with your employees and i i believe it's i'm not sure if it's illegal for a doctor to discriminate but it should be and i know i know that i was I know it's illegal for an employer to ask you, you know, why you're on disability if you disclose it or if he finds it out. And I was had an interview. I know this woman, Miss Kula. She she was like, it's like, she was, oh, she was older and she was like foreign or whatever. She she was just um, interviewing for her daughter. She had a job as a development, so her daughter had like, you know, Down syndrome, and she wanted someone to help her. And I was gonna try to get that job, and. She didn't know, but she asked me what my disability was, and and I didn't tell her. But she's like, just in case I, you know, just in case it was a back injury and I couldn't or something, I couldn't perform the job because of it. And she asked more than one time. I was like, wow. uh, honestly, it's just it's never mind. You know, I don't know some other person. I missed your poem, but I bet it was amazing. Yeah. Well, the one I wanted. Do you want me to read it again? It's short. I can listen to the archives for your first one. I would love to hear the next one. Okay, good, because I didn't want to make someone wait. Okay, this <laughs> one is, was a, uh, it was, it's like a belated and trusted Women's Day poem that just because of the fact that my friend is publishing an anthology in honor of that. So while I was talking to her on the phone, I wrote it. Um, let me see, where's, sorry, here it is. Woman defines. A woman embodies strength, courage, fortitude, passion. Unafraid to show her worth, respect for herself, shows in her words, deeds, her love for others. She may be broken, yet resolves to carry on, regardless of pain. Head held high, never looking back. Nothing can slow her drive to reach her goals. She does not step on others, instead builds a bridge to help others cross to join her. She is powerful with the spirit that will not be snuffed. Her love encompasses the world, for her heart is so vast in its expanse. A woman may be looked upon as weak, yet the opposite is the truth. A guide, a force, a giver, a joy. Heart bursting with love, this is what defines a woman. And poem. Wow. Very powerful, very strong, very beautiful. Jimmy? Thank you. Yeah, it was. I actually read this when uh, not long after Jessica posted it. I thought it was fantastic. I think it, um, you know, summarily everything that you can think, uh, you know, writing. And it's tough because, you know, you want to you get those feelings out. You want to get those emotions out. But you don't want it to sound like something that was pre-written because there's so many things being written, and I think uh, Jessica, I think your poem just really, really hammered it, hammered it home, and and it really, uh, it, it, 
really jumped out to me. It really kind of grabbed me, you know, and that's what you want. You want your words to grab, you know, make you listen to them. And I think what you said is was just perfectly uh, worded, and I really loved it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was hoping, you know, I didn't want it to sound like a Hallmark card, but I wasn't even right. thinking about it. My friend was like, well, you know, this anthology. I'm like, well, I want to be in it. So I just sat there and wrote it and ran it to her. I don't know. I was writing it while we were talking, actually. Ah, so, yeah, I got some inspiration, <laughs> sweet, but whatever. Um, Nyla, please listen to my um that's the poem, but will we discuss about it? It's, it's, it's an important thing to me. I will. Okay? For sure. Love you both, and you both had a good night. And I hope, oh, by the way, there wasn't a fire, was there? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the smoke alarm. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess if there was a fire, we'd know. All right, good night. Oh, by the way, find me on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> Jessica Brooks. Wait, Jessica Brooks Poetry and on YouTube, Jessica Brooks Poetry. Possibly, yeah. With an E at the end of Brooks. Okay, that's enough. Sorry. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, sweetheart. All right, Jimmy, do you want to tell everyone how to find you, honey? Did I lose you? Oh, I lost Jimmy. Jimmy's gone. All right. So I don't know if you're listening, Jimmy, but you didn't get to say how to find you. Or if you did, I don't remember. <laughs> so if you want to call back in and a little bit and maybe read another one and tell us how to find you, then we can do that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get to our next caller. Actually, let me give you the lineup real quick. We have area code 216 followed by 850, followed by 832. Let's go ahead and grab 216. 216, you're on the air. What happened to Krista, by the way? 216. Okay. Uh, I'm here. Hey, Mama. Yes, I see. I see that no matter if I call in at 846 and a half, I still can't be first. You know, Jimmy fights with Pineapple 16 every single week, and they collect right on the dot. I, I don't I know. Did it the dot. I did it before the dot. I was, it was 8.46 and a half, and then I counted down. I said 99, 98, 97. And then as soon as it got to that, Right when it was going to that 45 mark, I just clicked on, and I still didn't win. I know <sighs> something is, something's not right. Something's not I'm right. I'm sorry, Mama. I know something's not right. I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> anyway, Well, something's not right because we just lost about – 20 callers off our switchboard, you guys. Let me do this real quick, Mom. I'm sorry. If you guys were on hold and you just got knocked off, please try calling back in. The number is 646-595-3965, 646-595-3965. If you're calling in and getting a fast, busy signal, keep trying. It'll let you in eventually. We're sending a message over to tech right now, and Okay. All right, go ahead, Mama. That's weird. Like, well, just boom. No. no, I just thought you had um, 
you know, um, was just playing around. You know, I didn't know you were uh, serious about 20 people leaving out for the area. It must be something going no, on. No, absolutely. So, yes, yeah. Krista was on. Um, oh, wow, they'll come back. In the meantime, I'll just hold it. I'll hold the fort down for you. Okay. All right. So, what do you have for us tonight, my mommy love? I don't really have anything new, but I found a lot of good old stuff that I didn't. I never really got to spit too much. So, this one is called Shadows and Corners. And when I read it, I know what it's about. It's about. See, my whole life is on Facebook. I mean, I love Facebook because there's no way I would ever have been able to even keep up with what I did in my own life if it wasn't for places like Facebook. So, I got all this stuff on here. And every now and then they'll take stuff off uh, and hide it from you, and then they'll put it back on. And then you'll be like, oh, oh, my God, I love that pun in 2013. <laughs> and then, you know, you have to think about your own work. So this one was written in, 2000, in 2021. I don't know who I was mad at then, but it's probably the same old sneaky ex or something that's, like, sneaking around reading my stuff, but... They don't ever directly say anything. They just go like, you can tell they've been around, but they don't say anything. So this is called Shadows and Corners. It goes like this. You never talk directly. You hit all around. Talk to the ways of my old ways. You comment on what my friends say, what my new friends write on my page, yet you say nothing to the new spirit of me, nor speak in the tones that I can hear you clearly. You are ghosting in the background of my life. While I, well, I now, you know, I know, um, I know what I'm saying, so I speak loudly, loudly on sheets. I even vent at events. I'm screaming and yelling in ink while, like lugs, you're only dropping links. I am spitting words out like mushroom spores. You talk between the lines and under bed sheets. You stay in the background adding tit for tat. You're a snail telling tales with old facts. Secret, sublimely slime in ears. I have captured those souls already. I have already deposited positive discharge in their ears. Let's just say I have come in their ears. They have come and overcome. Like after the rain, the mushrooms magically appear. My words discern and grow rapidly amongst the uh, willing. Whose gut needs fulfilling? Whose thoughts need cleansing? Those who need to put a safety lock on memory banks as you access your think tanks. And for you, you want to use my past against me as to rob me of my future? Well... But that blissful kiss I left on the ears during my year, even though I was squeezed at the bottom insightfully, 
I could see. I could see far from where I stood. So to all the silly rabbits, I say, trick still no good. Booyah, that's that piece. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> In your face, take that. <laughs> Okay. That's funny. Now, don't so now, piss off a poet because you can become their next poem. Right. Yeah. Damn straight. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, the second piece I got pulled up already. Uh, let me see where it is. Okay, it's about my daughter's birthday, which was. March 21st, but this was 2017, and I just did it again, so I guess they're giving me my memories, um, you know, for the same period of time. So I celebrated her birthday uh, March 21st a couple of days ago, and my birthday is Saturday, which will be um, me celebrating my birthday Saturday. So she was my birthday present, and I brought her home from the hospital uh, as a gift from God. And today she's in the heaven with the angels and so I'm just going to read this piece for her birthday. Today is Kai's birthday, love of my life. From all of us still here who love you, left behind to fight these demons on the ground, we are still feeling the love that you left us with. I am loving you more than words can express. Those who surround me help me to connect so many phases and dimensions you have. Every aspect of you I still know not. From each of their memories, I get closer to knowing which interpretation of spirit to them are you showing. Are you showing them the mother, the lover, the confidant, the friend, the explorer, the farmer, the teacher, the friend? the dancer, the intellectual, the scientist, the friend, the wanderer, the mitochologist, the daughter. You were your grandmother's friend and keeper, perpetual scholar, cousin, niece, wife, and spiritual seeker. Though upfront and genuine and mysterious too, I am your mother. Some things I shan't know. You never put off what you wanted to do, from Canada to Africa to Paris and Jamaica. If you wanted to do something, no one could make you not do it. (laughs) You went. You traveled across America, too. Now you've gone on to the great beyond to sit with the ancestors and talk with God. Dedicated to my daughter, Kai Wingo. She was an amazing girl. You know, I didn't, I, I'd only talked, she called in and read once, right? Didn't she call in and read once with us? I don't, I don't know. She may have, but you can see her on YouTube. You can see her talking. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai Wingo, if you just Google Kai Wingo, she's on YouTube. Um, and some uh, more things she has on Facebook from uh, all her different adventures and Things. Um, just yeah, just Google Kai Wingo on Facebook and on uh, and Google, and you'll see her on uh, 
YouTube, W-I-N-G-O. You can see her talking about her love of uh, growing and cultivating mushrooms. Um, she got an award from the uh, Mocha Foundation, being one of the most unique people in the world. And she also got an uh, um The apple does not fall far from the tree, does it? <laughs> well, you should know. You're my baby, too. So I know. Yeah, so there we have it. Okay, I'm kind of getting kind of a little bit upset. Now let me go. She, she was wonderful. I love you, Nyla. Thank you for stepping up and being there for me all the time. I love you. Are you going to Are you going to read a second one? Um, I thought that was the second one. Wasn't the first one? Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The mad one. Were you mad? I got. I. I need to. You can't go yet. You want me? Okay. Well, I'll read something else. No. Wait. 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 No. No. No, Wait. Just wait a minute. Hang on a second. Three, four, seven. Are you on the air? You're on the air. I mean, you are on the air. Yeah. Carlos. Oh shit. Yes. Hi. 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 I know your I know your hand wasn't up yet, but Mama's birthday is Saturday, so I want you to sing her happy birthday with me. Okay, let's go. Ready? Yep. You start. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You can't carry a tune. Happy birthday, dear Mama. We love you so much, our mommy. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you to my two favorite babies that I love so much from my heart. That was the worst. I'm crying. I'm so crying. I'm just crying. Thank you so much for, for, for stopping before you did verse number two. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate that so much. That was the best birthday present ever. Thank you for not doing verse number two. That was so horrible. I mean, I mean, so uh, horrific. I mean, thank you. Just thank you. Okay, guys, I love you. I got to get over there to my uh, All my right. son. He's Tell her about the Grand Grill. She wants to know so she can. Come oh, she over knows, there. Mama. She stood me up already. I'm gonna deal with Nyla later. Okay, Uh-oh. I'll be listening. Yeah, because she said she wanted to know more about it. I sent you a message saying, you know, make sure she knows what's going on because she wants to see what's happening over there with that Grand Grill. That's history being made. All right, then, you all. I love you more than life itself, so I'll talk to you later. Love you, Mama. Love you, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Carlos. You're welcome. <laughs> so you didn't have your hand up to read yet, so I'm going to go ahead and mute you, or do you want to read something? But you were in line I behind, Mama, so I had to I bring have, you on. I ha- yeah, I have, to, I, need to, I have to go. So if I can go now, okay. that would be cool. Well, you're, that's where you are in the lineup. You're right after Mama, so. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, um, I write everything down. I lost the board and I lost a bunch of our callers, so, but I have everything written down, so I'm trying to put you all back in order here, you guys, so just bear with me. So, yeah, it's your turn, Carlos. Okay. Uh, I'll read this because it's in front of me. Uh, okay. There was an old woman peeling an apple under a pear tree. 
the vision, a depiction of life's description as I see it to be. She summoned me over. I always forged the strangest relations with strangers. She told me to sit and make an old woman the envy of the park. I obliged. But this woman, sitting under this pear tree, killing this apple, smelled of strawberries. She asked me if I had a girlfriend. I told her, I honestly didn't know, that indeed I had women who were friends of mine, at least in my mind, her smile had holes in it. This was also a depiction of life as I see it to be. Men are never the same after they lose love, but they are so quick to gamble it, she said. And for what? For what? Stolen sweets? She told me this while handing me a handful of cherries. I couldn't tell if they were black or merely bruised. She stared at me, wondering was I just going to hold them. So I chucked one of the unsightly berries right into my mouth, and it was the sweetest, most delicious thing I had tasted in years. However, the berries were also a depiction of life as I see it to be. By the time I had eaten the last berry, the old woman had rose to her feet, perfectly peeled apple in hand. Life, she said, is just like that boy. Now, by the time you finish it, you'll get it. Now, go on. You done took out enough of my time and yours. So go ahead on. You'll be okay. Trust me. Somebody sitting at the Lord table surely love you. Let me give you my last good apple. So I walked, ate, walked, and honestly, I didn't have any moment of clarity or magnanimous and lightning, bolts of lightning. I just finished the apple, then tossed the coral away. It was then, that exact moment, I smirked at the image of that old woman in my mind. You see, life... At its core, it's about what you leave behind. Some things we're going to eat from. Some things we're going to grow from. But in this life, we're always planting seeds. Or are we really just sitting around waiting for handouts? We really don't know what we have. We just toss it away. And they, well, they eat off of all of us. At least that was the description and the depiction for me, life as I see it to be. That was written in pain. Wow, that was really different. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. you know, I, I got scared at first because you said you were going to come on and read a poem about me tonight, and it starts out with an old little crone ah, under a tree, and I'm oh thinking, wow, God. dude, wow, really? You're going there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm just waiting <laughs> waiting for the part of the poem where she makes you chase a chicken. <laughs> uh, and that, dear, is the meaning of life. Catch that chicken. <laughs> it is. It really is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
You're going to read well, two, right? Okay. I can do that. Okay. Uh, Are you at work still? No, I'm in my I'm in my house, which is it's still work here to do, but not the same. I don't get paid. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Okay. I'm going to read this. Uh, so, Nyla. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I have it. Sorry, I was about to stall. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you need a minute to stall, I can stall you. No, 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 I got it. Uh, this okay. poem is called. This poem is called. Uh, What's the matter? And uh, so this poem was inspired by. Uh, I have ventured over to Clubhouse, and uh, the poets over there, they don't, they didn't receive me well. I think they thought that I was coming over there to kind of, um, I don't know, uh, change the the hierarchy. Yeah, kind of change their hierarchy of uh, poets over there. And a lot of people were threatened by my existence, and it all was kind of ugly. So (laughs) So, um, I wrote this. Your your footsteps... Your steps, footsteps stir chaos, but your your mouth speaks heaven. Let me tell you. <laughs> so yeah, I wrote this poem, and it's called uh, "What's the Matter?" And I kind of was just addressing. Uh, I kind of was just addressing the uh, the lack of you were uh, stir- welcome. You were, uh, yeah, the- you were stirring the pot. <laughs> you guess not. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the matter? No, really, like, what's the matter? Chatter, sounds, particles scatter, chaos. It will always be born breached. While structures get structured, chaos becomes the latter. Why? Matters not. But what? What? What's the matter? Anything that occupies space. But that makes sense. Dense, lower vibrational. So really, what's what's the matter? A lot of gas. None of it very noble. Well, some, but you're going to learn today. You're welcome. But what's the matter? Bunch of little particles bonding. Ah, that's what makes you solid. I got it. But really, what's, what's the matter? I mean, I figure it don't matter because look at all this space stirring most matters things. So really, what's the matter? You know, pride inside is just little circles acting as waves. But what's really the matter? Does it matter? They say it's senseless, what appears to be heard. So that means everything you hear is a trick to the senses, magnetic attraction, light refraction, even sight as an action. It's just relation to vibration. Well, then that means none of this truly exists. 
How essential is that? As a matter of fact, if there lies no fact in the matter, then clearly it's a theory. I said, as a matter of fact, if there lies no fact in the matter, then clearly it's a theory. So, class, what have we learned, really? No one's going to tell me. Too much gas is unhealthy. The sensation of touch is really magnetic. That means I don't expect any of you to really feel me. Matter, well, it's really made up of things that are small. So what's the matter? I guess no matter at all. Thousand and pain. You're the only person I know who could write a you're an ass poem and have people go, oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was wonderful, Carlos. Oh, wow. Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes people upset. <laughs> I don't even think most people would get it, it was about them. I just, you're, you know, Nyla, it was you're, just you're very such wise. a beautiful fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. <laughs> In fact, that should be that should be the title to your poem, A Beautiful Fuck You. That's what I'm naming it. That's what I'm naming it. A beautiful fuck you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nyla, you're so right, because some of the people that I was referring to, they were like, Wow, that poem was kinda deep. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I told you that your footsteps leave chaos and your voice speaks beauty. I nailed that. <laughs> well, you've known me a while. I have for a long while. That well, is indeed true. This is just like old times. Look, I giggled. I we know, sang written to Mama. giggles. I'm just waiting for you to make a George. Awesome. I'm just waiting for you to make a George Michael reference, and then I can go. <laughs> you made me promise never to talk about that, but I will ask if you've fallen down the rabbit hole lately. So you know, George Michael is no longer with us. So I have yeah. now, I am now a proud George Michael fan. I, I have no shame. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, you got some stuff going on over there at that clubhouse thing. You want to tell us what's going on over there? Um, so tonight at 10 o'clock, I'll be doing Breathing Through Paper with Lyrical Movements, who came to your show last week, but she she said that you didn't get to pull her, uh, I don't know, she, you know, I know your lines get long, but she had, she did say that she enjoyed hearing your voice. Uh, I love her so much, you have no idea. Yeah, she tried to pop up on you. Uh, so that's tonight. Uh, what we do on Breathing Through Paper right now is we send, uh, we give like a nice little send off, and we get all mushy for the person who got eliminated at Saturday's show. This Saturday, I've been running a competition called the Grand Rio. Um, we're basically it's the, it's it's really a trick to motivate poets, but you know tie a carrot to a stick sometimes. But um. It, it started with twenty. It started with twenty-seven poets. It's been a fourteen-week competition, and we are down to the final four. This Saturday, they all have to write uh, Shakespearean sonnets. 
Um, so, you know, it's a fun time. Uh, a couple of popular poets uh, are judges. A couple of poets that are not so popular are judges. And uh, we just are trying to – the whole goal of this is to just get, to get poets to write outside their box. I've been giving them prompts every week. It's funny because um, it was it was you. You were uh, probably one of the main uh, motivators for me kind of – getting outside of my box, and I always appreciate you for that. So, you know, you pass it along now. Now that I'm an old man on the hill, I try to motivate these youngsters. I wasn't a motivator in that happening. I was the dynamite in that happening for you. You I'm I'm taking my my credit where credit is due. (laughs) You were, Nyla, and I really – I'll always love you for that. But, um, yeah, so this week they have to write a Shakespearean sonnet, and um, it's – Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse. The room is called Iron Sharpens Iron, and it is moderated by myself and my good friend, Poetic Black. Um, So if you guys uh, have a Clubhouse account or you want one, I suggest, you know, you swing by Saturday. I'll be there. I welcome you all with open arms. So do me a favor, and can you put Mm -hmm. the links and stuff up for that on my Facebook page? Absolutely. Because that makes it really easier for people to find. Got you. I will do that as soon as I get off. Awesome. And I am going to try to find someone who can help judge the sonnets with you. I have a couple people in mind, so we will see how we okay. do. If you could let me know by tomorrow, that will be great. Because Or else Saturday, I'll be scrambling around, looking in every nook and cranny, high and well, low for a judge. You look You look while I look, and we'll see who comes up with first. That way there's no delay, and you're not left high and dry. I think you probably have more sonnet-friendly friends than I have. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I'll touch base with you tomorrow around 7 is good, 7 my time, and we see what we came up with. That works for me. Okay, Nyla. Uh, Love you. Thank you. Love you. (laughs) I love you too, honey. We'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) This giggle just kills me. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. We have, let me see where we are. We have Rich next. They're going to be followed by... Uh, Soldier Blue, and then Brother... Oh, God, these lines are all messed up. This is crazy. Okay, so, Rich, are you with me, my love? Yes, ma'am, Nyla. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? Uh, If I was doing any better, I'd be ashamed of myself. Oh, (laughs) it's... uh, it's luckily a quiet night, so uh, I was able to uh, able to call in and get my little two minutes. But uh, are you out on the boat? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. On, I am on the Mississippi. No, we are in the Black. We are on the Black Warrior River in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and uh, we are. <sighs> Waiting, we are waiting to load 
two barges of liquefied natural gas probably in about another week is what they told me today. So they are literally sitting here. They're literally paying us to sit here and wait. So your your high energy prices at work right here. <laughs> well, I'm glad that gives you lots of poetry writing time. Yes, I. Uh, that's actually my first read is uh, is one I wrote this morning. And uh, uh, I can never remember what I titled them. Oh. Uh, Oh, it says chapters of you, chapters within you. Called it chapters within you. I am but a clown to the sad eyes that hold me. I face the bleeding edge where bones dream with no courage to speak, but I move my lips in poetic limerence. As the moon is replaced by the luminous clock cracked along my threadbare spine like the volumes of chapters within you where I walk so heavily and each graceful swoop becomes a jumbled toss in peace. Wow. That was incredible. Absolutely incredible. You need to, I think you need to read three because yours are short. Oh, okay. I think that's, that's a new rule. Oh, well, this is one I wrote Monday. Oh, I don't know if I could say I was really tasked with it, but it was mentioned that oh, if I could write something Poe-esque, oh, which I think a lot of people, if you flirt with the darker side of things, I think a lot of people try to do from time to time. Oh, so this is my take. This is my oh, Poe-esque write from Monday. And... Oh, once again, I'm trying to remember what I what I titled it. Oh, uh, anyway, I don't remember the title. Maybe it'll come to me in a minute. Oh, dream walking siren. That's what it is. Dream walking siren. My dream walking siren of never more hours wore slippers of moonlight as she gathered her flowers. The smallest impressions of yesterday's fairy tale, false memories, sweetly stitched, of this solitude I wail. Sunflower ruffles and spotted buds abound, a final love letter carved into marble on the ground. Beneath the frosted orchard where fingers did entwine, a fitful slumber now will sigh in the grave beside mine. In peace. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. You're very welcome. Thank you, ma'am. Oh. And third? Okay, you want to... Okay, here's a quick little one right here. Oh. The wind is not shy as it speaks to the trees, there being no way to know what is said in its beautiful undoing. So go on and question how loudly I speak to the moon. It means nothing to me. Poetic lines I find in every drop of her shine, dancing in my own dark while shadows tend the fire. Do you recognize your prompt in there? Read it again. The wind is not shy as it speaks to the trees, there being no way to know what is said in its beautiful undoing. 
So go on and question yeah. how loudly I speak to the moon means nothing to me. Poetic lines I find in every drop of her shine, dancing in my own dark while shadows tend the fire. Was it the undoing? Oh, it's shadows tend the fire. Well, I thought I loved that line for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, or that's, it's, I may have changed it a little bit, but that's it. The shadows tend the fire part is, is your prompt. I love it. Well, you get you get awful, awfully awesome or an awful lot of cool points for using it. <laughs> well, thank you, ma'am. I, I bit it. my tongue and I was trying to save it. It didn't work. It hurt. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. But, uh, all right, my sweet darling, right. do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come over and spend some time with you. Yeah. Uh, com. Uh, all social media is Dead Society Poet. Uh, I opened a Clapper account. A couple of days, a couple of days ago, if we lose TikTok, I thought I would try that. Oh, uh, that's, uh, it's not really, I'm not really digging it, but I'm trying it. Uh, so we'll see if that stays. But all my social media uh, is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and now Flapper is all Dead Society Poets. Perfect. Do you think we're going to lose TikTok? I don't know. The the I watched a little bit of that hearing today that was with the the CEO of TikTok who kind of come out of the woodwork, I guess. Uh, but seemed to me like a bunch of people on a dais that asking questions about something they do not understand. They were just spewing out talking points and. You know, it just, there was nothing going to sway them. They're all convinced. And then there's the whole thing about, you know, Meta donating to all their campaigns and, you know, Meta putting the money behind, you know, that Facebook is really behind it all. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. Oh, I hope we don't. It's, it's, oh, I'm nearing a thousand followers on there and been getting some pretty good traction on stuff and I hope it I hope it stays, but uh, if it doesn't something else always comes along, you know. People thought the end of MySpace was gonna end it too, you know, so here we are. Well, we will see. For your guys' sake, I know that Jimmy just found it and he uses a lot and it's really been an amazing venue for him. I hope you guys don't lose that. You know, just people messing with stuff. I'm tired of people messing with stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been pretty cool. Oh, uh, you're gonna have trolls and you're gonna have bad actors no matter where you go. So you know, <laughs> you just gotta weed those out and block them, and you're just you're just gonna have that. I mean, just there's no utopia, but oh. Uh, Anywho, I digress. But uh, great reads by everyone, and so so thankful to be allowed to to dance in your circle. And I appreciate it. And everyone, have a good night. 
Thank you, sweetheart. Great job. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, Nyla. We'll hopefully talk to you next week. Yes, sir, we will. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Later on. Okay. Caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, Nyla? Hello, Mr. Blue Blue. Yep, this is Soldier Blue. This, uh... This piece is uh, one that I was alluding to last week. I, and obviously, well, I say obviously. I mean, I, I hadn't written it yet, but it just came came on uh, came on out on a stroll, so to speak. And uh, it's called "Slipped," and that's S L I P T. And uh, you'll understand, or it'll. I I would hope that it would be evident as uh, as the piece goes on. Slipstream, listen to the bullets scream, cavalry charge or an organized, politicized conflict. Is there a difference? Grease for your eyes, camouflage for your mind, and maybe you'll survive 180 days and a wake-up. Smooth green paint, soft rippling green of a landscape, alien, different perceptions, world views not our own, red earth, consequences of colonial destruction, deconstructions of self-value, self-worth, a native nation, a first nation, displaced air of helo blades, Apache, an Apache model who said you could use that word, protect Oak Flat. Magazines full, bullet bronze, no fanciful pages of female models, face bronzed and photographed, death marches in a green uniform. Updraft, whoop, whoop, forced lift, of a blurred horizon, Monjon Gonha. Yes, land's end, drafted, taken by force for the greater good, Wajinita. Free will, the forces pressured, motion of prison graves or the subscribed brain mesh. Of the armed forces, military-grade fuel, military grade fuel, forced participation, unequal fury, degradation, desperation, stars, bars, stitched, stitched in hash marks of service, signs of the times for young men, women without a GPA to grant them exclusion because you got a Pay for an education, yeah? So they take on smoke and mirrors with sacred smoke and prayers. We give the elements of the sacred to be able to do the killing that will pay for their education, yeah? Blood stains on the lands of someone else, someone else's green 
blood-stained hands, small returns for sacrifice for the scars to be carried ever after. We pray, we dream, once as red earth, Jude Moninga, that they will not hold it against us. Napalm, the slick silk flow of horror, it flows as freely as the other petroleum-produced nightmares as we run through their jungles, the desert dunes, deserted highways, the catastrophe of bones, where he... Bones of dead cities, villages, 200,000 guns are loaded. The devil cries, take aim! Grease paint, ancient wisdoms, colors mixed with buffalo fat, deer drippings, bear tallow, rendered songs, death songs of spirit, spirit shadows, gedake of Odon. War honors, sanctioned war parties, hard tech, body bags, military res. Not the same as home here. There are no honors, just killing and self-survival. Morphed forms, a mutilated red earth. We do not fight for you. We fight for our country. The one you deny on a daily Dehumanized, deregulated, we slipped through the blood wash ravine of bones belonging to other peoples, other ethnicities we never knew before now. We swallowed the nightmares we were able to withstand, burnt our mind's eye with the rage, divago, of what we cannot unsee. Branded our wisdom in the ink of fellow travelers as war-torn as we. Flak jacket reflections, no trade value of prayers like our own. Taken on, taken in with ceremony. The dead drop where they lay. We will find them after like rattled dice in mortar round thunder. Thornied. It lost the toss. Opaque eyes in star. Now fixed on their own apocalypse. Now. Severance. Now code of conduct. We stand before the dawn light. Gasoline. Shades of the killing grounds upon our breath. Neon. Shadow images play out in jet and onyx CO2. Fluid memories of death dying. The battlefields mashed flat with a crushed metallic quiet. Shrapnel limbs ache in the cold sunlight. Titanium reminders of personal loss. Phantom pain. No opiates can cover up no pain has no distance that can be measured each agony only a breath away Edu- educa- ed- edu- education to what 
Compensation for what? Motherfuck you! Full circle. Everything is part of today. Desperation. The ones we thought we left behind give us full embrace like a head-on collision, breakneck speed upon our return, mother's green machine. Why did we think it? Why did we think we could escape ourselves? The scars deep, our spirits empty. Loki, Xoka, Ukubi, an abyss like a black hole. Wake up, wake up, wake up! Slipstreaming engines displaced, hard to catch a breath. Dasuda, burnt beyond recognition on the inside. Ashes, ashes, what else is left? Self-medication, self-meditations, slow death addictions, final eyes, finite sight on a sunset miyukfe. Poor titles, no headlines. They found him, her, self-inflicted 22 times. That's one person every two hours. One more light gone. Bullets have no impact. Now it is just the long, dark, red earth, soldier, warrior, legacy of the ghost road born. You, you better, you better learn to run. You better learn to run through the jungle. No kujonge. Ube. And peace. I am absolutely speechless. Holy hell. I'm surprised I can breathe after hearing that. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, for me, that was a combination of a lot of things. Things I've seen, things I've heard, things I've read things that I've heard from people who were there, Vietnam, Iraq, you name it, I've, I've, I've had a touchstone with some of the guys who came back from Iraq that were native and they needed some prayers and I gave them some medicine stones to take with them because they were only there for a short time before they had to go back. So it's, uh, you know, it's 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 uh that's what I know. That's what I've seen. Absolutely incredible, incredible, right? Your passion is absolutely unmeasurable. Thank you. You're welcome. You are so welcome. Are you going to do two tonight? 
Oh, and I got, I got another one that's, uh, that goes into another kind of conflict. It's more in, intertwined with us teaching uh, other people how to do the tracking as far as like traditional ways, but I I don't know if I got enough in me for that one tonight, Miss Nylon. <laughs> Are you saying I'm being the... greedy? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just I pretty much blew blew everything out with that one now. Just like a woman. Jeez, let the guy rest and have a sandwich first before you make him go again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right, my love. Tell everyone how they can find you. All right. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's Rafe Wild. It's so, uh, Facebook.com and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And you can also find my works and then my podcast, uh, Red Earth One. And if you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little quicker. I also have some works on Reverb Nation. And I'm in the process of. Uh, trying to find uh, uh, some of the link pages that I have for uh, YouTube. And uh, just as a, just as one final thought, uh, just because it just kind of hits my mind. I, if, I write, cause it's, cause it really coincided, you know, one right after the other. We lived for the first six years of my life in, in Central America and then we came back to Minnesota, and the generation of children in the uh, uh, suburbs where I was at, and uh, some of the avenues and so forth, uh, their uncles, their brothers, older brothers, their dads, those were the guys that went to Vietnam. And... Like I say, I heard some of their stories, and I've heard the stories from uh, nurses attached to larger uh, military hospitals. And I'm gonna tell you, they, they they don't do enough for those guys at all. No, no, they treat our veterans like hell. And I mean, there there are, there guys... are dirty little secrets. They're the thing, you know. Yeah. They're that greasy hair boy and. In high school, we went out with it. We don't want no one to know about. You know, we don't. Right. We just—it's easier to hide them than to deal with them. Yeah. I don't have no respect for them at all. Sorry. So I, I know that there's some of the guys and their uncles and their dads. Even you know, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how long they lived because I don't know what the lifespan for a lot of the Vietnam vets was. But you know, back in that time, and we're talking when I was like. 16, 17, so that would be 76, 77. They were, they were still a lot of times waking up in the middle of the night screaming and not understanding why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think about those guys a lot. Because then, you know, I actually wrote a, wrote a poem about them. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that the average age was that for for Vietnam was nineteen. That's, uh, that's sad. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to see when you're nineteen. All right. Well, there you have it. I will. I will have my next installments ready for the upcoming week. 
And I thank you as always, Miss Nyla, for the platform and being able to let me share what I see. And um, we just uh, we keep walking. I most definitely will. Did you tell everyone how to find you, hon? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. I love you so dearly. Love you too, Miss Nyla. Thank you. Bye, hon. Bye. All right, Mr. Soldier Blue. Rafe Wild on Facebook. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. You feeling, feeling well? Yes, yes, I am feeling well. Good. I'm so happy to hear that. So what do you have going on tonight? Uh, it's poem is called 13 Years of Inspiring and Impacting Thousands of Lives of the Art of Poetry. Here we go. My dear brothers and sisters, I have reached another milestone. Yours truly recently celebrated my 13th anniversary as a poet, author, performance spoken word artist in the city of Chicago and from northwest Indiana. <clears throat> when you released your debut CD while in the hospital awaiting a heart transplant, that's how I impacted and inspired thousands of lives through the art of poetry. When you were featured on two local television stations in Indianapolis sharing your heart transplant journey during the holidays, that's how I inspired and impacted thousands of people through the art of poetry. When, you're widely, you're, when you are widely recognized as the most important poet in the Chicago poetry community, despite not performing a live poetry events for nearly a year and a half while recovering from a heart transplant, that's how I inspired impact thousands of lives, poetry. When you are a representative for those who have been written off, forgotten, counted out, overlooked, underestimated, badly chronic medical conditions, and the over 100,000 people who are still awaiting organ transplants. That's how I inspired and impact thousands of people that are the poetry. You maintain your level of consistency in improving your craft and learning how to build your brand while planning your highly anticipated comeback in the summer. That's how I inspire and impact thousands of lives through the art of poetry. When you have endured what I've endured for the past year and a half and made tremendous progress to come back strong to take my spoken word ministry to a national level and share my heart transplant story before millions of people while my nationwide tour within the next year. That's how I've inspired and impacted thousands of people through the art of poetry for the past 13 years. And and I'm not slowing down anytime soon in poem. Amen to that. 
We ain't ready for you to slow down anytime soon either. Yeah, indeed. Fantastic job on that. Are you going to read two tonight, honey? Uh, no, just that one. Okay. All right. Well, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Well, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gatman. I'm still recovering from heart transplant. Making progress, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back out there in the summer. And uh, I just, uh, and next month is National Poetry Month, so I'm really, really going to be doing a lot, lot of, lot of poems, and uh, just. Just, just taking one day at a time, taking one step at a time and one day at a time. Thank you for supporting me throughout this journey. Absolutely, our pleasure. We could do nothing else. We love you, dear. You too, now I'll be back next week. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Okay, we have Miss Noreen next. Hopefully she uh, heard me call out her number so I can bring her on. I'm still fighting with the switchboards, you guys. Uh, We had over half our board drop about an hour ago. I still only have five lines coming into the studio. Normally we have 200. I'm sure they are working on those. So if you are trying to get on the air and you're getting a fast, busy signal, please keep trying. And we'll uh, watch for you to jump on. Our next caller, as I said, is Miss Noreen. Three, four, six, you are on the air. I think you're on Did the you air. say three, four, six? Oh, this is Amelia, not Noreen. Noreen's next. Noreen's after you. Sorry, Noreen. Be very oh. prepared, Noreen. Hey, Amelia. But, hey, but I got to tell you, I got... Uh, sort of a medical thing, and they're going to be calling me, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I might have to tell you to come back to me or something, because they're supposed to call right about now. So, All right. Uh, let me go ahead and take Noreen then, and I'll come back and get you. Okay. I'm going to send you an inbox if I, I need to, you know, click over. Okay? Just pr- when, I, when I put you on mute, press 1. And that'll take you out of the lineup. When you're ready to come back on, press one again. Oh, okay, good. All right, cool. Okay. All right, all right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and grab. I was right. You know, the cosmos was telling me. Oops, no. See, now now I'm unmuting Uh-oh. the wrong one. Sorry, Rebel. Okay, now we're going to. Noreen, okay. gosh, it's been a long way to get to you. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, hello, Nyla. Okay. Hi, honey. Um, okay. Um, how you doing? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from okay, you. Okay, that's good. Okay, thank you. It's good to hear from you too. Okay, and um, and the poem I got for Gary. Okay, the first one is ants marching. Ants goes marching in hurrah hurrah, marching up to their chins in mud. It's it is getting thin. The end. And that was a Gogyoka poetic poem he used on that one. Well, that's okay. cool. I've not. Yes. Even, I only think I've heard that. Um, I might like pronounce it wrong. See? Okay, it's G O G Y O H K A. 
I, I'm I, I, looking I it up. It from. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the next one, um, okay, um, let me see. Okay, this word. Okay, I think this word starts. Okay, um, you don't have a title to this. Capital is only the fruit of labor and could never have existed if labor had not first existed. Abraham Lincoln, therefore, that was was a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Now he's wrote, therefore, capital being the, the root of all evil, if labor had not existed, capital would not have existed, and evil would not have existed, and Abraham would not have been shot in the back. The end. Wow. That was good. Yes, good. Thank you. Yes. You're very welcome. Okay. Okay. And and the one I have tonight is, for me, is called, What Poetry Means to Me. Okay. Poetry to me is like music is to a musician. Stars is to the night sky. Poetry is my passion, essence to my life, to my well-being. I write because God gave me this talent, and I will use it. I write because I need to. I have something to say. Poetry gives me support. I love poetry, whether it's free verse or structured forms. I hunger and thirst for poetry. The end. Wow. That one makes me hungry. Got to go, you guys. I have to go write yep. something. See you later. Sorry, we can't finish the show. <laughs> Okay. I loved I loved it, Nardine. Okay, thank you. Okay, and and that was only one I had for me tonight. What? Okay, okay, I'll get something real quick then. Let me look. Um, okay. Um. Let me see. Okay, here's one. Okay, I wrote, I'm called Save the Children. How many more kids will be murdered before the child welfare agency starts caring and take care of the children? How can you just sit there as an investigator and not even care about the children? How did you get your job? You should have been fired and gone to jail for not doing your job. Let's, Let's save the children innocent children from those monsters. They don't deserve to be six feet under. Wake up, people. I don't know what the answer is. All I know that they need our help. Something needs to be done. We have been silenced too long. These children need us. Let us be their voices before it's too late. The end. And I wrote that last Uh year in the summer. That was... I'm glad I... I'm glad I, I threw a fit and made you go find something. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> that was great, Doreen. Okay. okay, thank you. Okay. And um okay, and you can find um us on Amazon dot com and you can find us on um our books on um wait, I already said that Amazon dot com and you can find us on um Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com front slash poetry and you can find um Gary on reverbnation.com 
PoetryPoem.com, um, oh, Facebook.com, and then you, and then, um, wait, then you can find me on ReverbNation.com, um, oh, Facebook.com, and PoetryPoem.com, and you also can find me on PocoShaw now. I will be doing, I already started today again, back up on PocoShaw. So I'll be doing going doing poetry there. I'm doing going to do the video pretty soon, and um, you can find me on there too. And you can find me in Never Give Up group in his group, in his family group. And then um, then you can um, and then if I can, I'll try going um um Gina Storm too on the clubhouse. Okay, and you can also find me every Saturday, um, at five o'clock on uh, the. The Poetry Club Facebook Live, and you also can watch it on YouTube beside the Poetry Club and my page, and then you can also find um, okay, find me on here every um, Thursday. Then I'm I'm getting up the um, have a chat with Poet Noreen. I'm so wait I'm I'm already talked to Bob McNeil. He's going to be on there in April. I'm going to start in April again. Bring that back up, and then um, and then I'll have um. Uh, thir- uh, and then in, okay, and then April, May will be Petros from Greece, and then um, and then uh, uh, June will be a Never Give Up will be him, so he'll be on. So um, that's awesome. So, that's a heck of a lineup. Yes, the, yes. And if anybody else wants to come on my show, and um and um you can to so let me know, and and I have all the other months open. If anybody else wants to do it, perfect. Okay. All right, Miss Noreen, absolutely amazing. Okay, thank you. You're very thank welcome. You. Okay. We will talk with you next week, right? Yes, I'll be there next week. Perfect. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. Okay. okay you're welcome. And and have a um, um great week. Okay. You and too thank as you well. for every and thank you for everything you do. And I'm I'm hoping and praying that the show will not shut down. I don't want to see it shut down. I don't either. I I'm mm-hmm. working on it, baby girl. Okay. 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 All we right, are, we sweetheart. All, we all supporting you all behind you too. Thank you. I appreciate everything all of you guys do so much. You have no idea. Thank you, Noreen. Okay, you're very welcome. Okay. All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Now let's grab Mr. Rebel Jones. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? You're sounding much, much better. You sounded like yourself again. Am I? (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I like it. I like it. It looks good on you, kid. looks good on you. Thank you. I'm definitely feeling better. I still can't taste anything correctly. and I mean, things are still weird, but I'm I'm definitely feeling better. That takes a while. That takes a while. What are you going to grace us with tonight, hon? I just wrote this while I was waiting in the queue, and based off your prompts, of course, it's called Untitled. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it's titled, Untitled. 
And here we I'm go. I'm excited. When the madness appears, when it arrives, when it finally gets here, with all of its out of sorts and all of its disasters crazy, well, I'll tell you what, good sir and good ma'am, that kind of insanity is real as I am here writing these lines, so here we go. So please do excuse the discrepancy to my current manner, but I'm returning from my hiatus of being who you think you once knew. In my absence, I hulked out a bit on my ego. I'm back to Bruce Banner, not a fan of the dazzling of what's currently considered spectacular. In fact, I'm on high alert to what y'all considered worthy of your mind, ears, and dollars that most y'all these days consider talented. Car, I wrote this in the car in the darkness with the shadow of the wind blew through me, through an open window that is what diffused with me and used my pen. Storm is on its way. I looked on from behind the driver's seat, button mouth as the pen still wrote. I heard the voice of a little black bird in my head as it sat perched on my car's hood, staring back at me, whispering telepathically messages that it requested me for me to write letters to humanity. In the gist of being minutes, I wrote this untitled song of self that began in stages of ignorance and innocence until I became a forest of wisdom through lifetimes of living and all of its lessons for everything there was a time for its existence. I ghostwrite this content on ghostwrite paper in invisible links. There will be questions one day about these words that I speak right, thinking each, but you see, there's a kink in the system, the way that I see it, also my philosophy, you see, my theories are broken, captivated I am ever since that I've been so open to the ideas that my mind's been encaptured in the visions that my mind's eyes sees the seas that I see in my line of vision seem to flow differently nowadays. Nowadays, I have observed visually the world travel blindly through high medical haze ablaze in the workplace with their stone face, working for a boss, stone face, taking bumps in the back offices of fish scales, wiping powders from his face. I see the world nowadays as it gives me a bad taste, so I sit away in darkness, unimpressed with the times with bloodshot eyes as I write this face. Wow. Very powerful, fantastic work, sweetheart. Did you hear your prompts? Did you hear your prompts? Don't ask me that. <laughs> I get, I got all caught up in the flow of listening to the poem that I didn't even remember that there were prompts in there. <laughs> which means, which means, actually, if you want to truth, that means that it's really good. That means it wasn't forced, and you fit them in very well and seamlessly. Because usually if you try to write something to a prompt, it's kind of, it's kind of like shoving a, a puzzle piece into someplace it doesn't really want to fit just to get it in there. So the fact that I got caught up listening. Yeah, but, but it's hard sometimes to write with an idea that's, that's not yours. But for me to be able to listen to that and seriously totally forget that I'm supposed to be listening for the prompts, I was so caught up in listening to the poem means it was written very well. Sweet. Thank you. You're very welcome. Hey, are you going to read two I tonight? enjoyed writing that piece. Do what? I can tell. Are you going to read two? Oh, yeah, I could do that. Of course. I got another one. Um, find it here. I don't think I've read this to you before. Oh, man, I just had it. 
not how it works. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You just had it, but right when you needed it, it goes somewhere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is called Wild Soul, an origin song. I am just the wild soul, a rhythmic heart, a chaotic wild soul. Soul formulated from father's seed and placed in mother's sacred stone. A strong swimmer fighting civil unrest in order to make it home. The oceans are chaos, flood replicas of me within the queen's quiet storm. Won't see for nine months the light of day upon three-dimensional shores of a long-ago explored. I swear to Yahweh I've been wild in this world before. In my spirit's history I've written the most profound words for scholars to absorb. I've painted history upon ceilings of our world. I've conducted the world's most soul-touching scores. I've swung the most mighty forged swords of history, most read about wars. I'm back again to unleash who I've been in the past again, to help me become who I am to be. Moving forward, but once again, a war is coming, so as I wear my warrior's armor and spread my Phoenix wings, it's time for this immortal spirit to once again swarm to the heavenly skies once more, just to fall from broken wings on the sands of memory shores. For we know from the past what the future has in store, and me, life, and history have been through thus much thus far. So what's another battle scar? What's another song sung or war story told as they fall on your unexcitable ears? as did heroic tales in my younger years. Peace. Why did I want to stand up and, like, raise my hand in the air and close my eyes and place my hand on my pen and this? <laughs> <laughs> Have a Cumber Rebel meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to title something about that. <laughs> it's yours. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I had fun doing that. Right now, I've never read that that way. Uh, it, it did. It had me wanting. I was like wanting to jump up and say, "Amen." <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I didn't introduce myself when I came on, but I am Rebel Jones. You can find me here every Thursday night down there with Nyla at the Speakeasy. And I don't really mess around on social media too much, but you can find a lot of my, most of my work on YouTube at Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. It's Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. And you'll find a lot, a lot of my content there. So go look at it, enjoy it, share it with some friends. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Thank you. Absolutely. Love you, Nyla. And thank you for Love the Love you place. too, hon. You're very welcome. We'll see you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Miss Amelia back. Amelia, are you with us? Yes. I always want to call you Emmy. Oh, Miss well, Emmy. That's so close. It's people who want to call me Emily, and I can't stand that name, Emily. No, not. But 
okay or Miss E. Sometimes they'll call me Miss E. Emma, that's cool too. I have a, a puppy named Ember, and I call her Emmy for short. So when I see Amelia, because it sounds so close, it makes me want to call you Emmy. Oh, no, now you're, you're, <laughs> oh, my. No, I'm not calling you after my dog. It's just the sound of the name. Do you know what's really funny? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'll talk to you in the inbox about what's going on, but so far it's okay. okay. Anyway, and just okay. leave it at that. So this is Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. And so um, I, because of stuff, I wasn't able to get around to your uh, prompt. And I'm pulling them from your page, so I guess I'll be two or three weeks behind, but I, I, <laughs> I haven't got to it, so please forgive me. But anyway, so the first one is voice. It's called voice. His voice is like chocolate silk, smooth and delicious to my ears. A wondrous baritone melody as he speaks, drawing me into a kingdom of him. Enchanted is this kingdom. Love is woven through the fabric of every infraction of his speech. Sweat the in every word as though it was pure gold. This truly is the voice of the long-awaited king, the king of my heart's desire, who shall whisk me away to his castle of chocolate pleasures as I ride upon his voice of chocolate treasures. They say you know your heart by its voice. I have found mine. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen and Peace. you got to admire a woman who knows what she wants. <laughs> right? You know, early, early on, they, somebody said to me, um, you ought to write them into existence. You know, us poets believe, you know, we can write things into existence. Mm-hmm. On oh, and I believe so. that very much so. Okay, so uh, for the past decade, <laughs> I have been writing to or and about future man has yet to jump off of my uh paper and ink into reality. So there you go. <laughs> but, but, you know, hope is, uh, could be going on, you know, forever and ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. So this is called Cosmic. It's uh, an older poem. It's almost become like a signature piece or like a second signature piece, but it's called Cosmic. Um, So, when the planets align 
a miracle they will do. Two souls intertwined through space and time. Spirit to spirit, soul to soul. This is a yin and yang of a totally phenomenal class. The energy between the two feels like lightning bolts coursing through their veins. Two hearts beating as one in sync and thumping like a bass drum. A king beyond compare, a rare, unique breed. His strength and intellect overpowers all obstacles. His voice sends joy overwhelming, melodic and profound. Queen regal and strong, having his back through thick and thin. She strengthens him with honor and grace. Her voice, soft and sensitive, warm and inviting. If weakness comes, the other intensifies, bringing fortification and solidarity. Peaks, mountains, valleys, lows means nothing because they keep it heavenly. The power that they exude, no foe can destroy. A match made upon the universal light. Mars to Venus, stars upon the celestial plane. Peace and harmony reign supreme. When their passion ignites, a supernova explodes, creating a cosmic expansion. Erotic fires burning deep into the night as bodies enveloping into one another. Warm rivers flowing into the ubiquitous ushers in the new era. Beyond the physical, a phenomenon of the psychic, a birth of love everlasting. I await him entering into my life to bring this from the imaginary into reality. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Full sweetheart. You did a great job tonight. Oh, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome, everybody, sweetie. Everybody's been phenomenal at tonight, and I thank you for giving me a pause uh, tonight. And um, I shall be here t- next Thursday, hopefully, with the prompts. Uh, it's Emilia T. Davis. E-M-I-L-I-A space T space D-A-V-I-S also known as Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me on all the social media sites under those names uh, and right here every Thursday night with Nyla. Love, Nyla. Thank you for all you do for us. God bless you. Bless you as well, sweetheart. Thank you. Wow, you guys. Our lines finally came back up and the lines have exploded. Now we've got lots of you waiting. All right, I do want to let area code 518 and 765 know that you are not in the lineup. So 518, I believe that's, isn't that Karen? 
518 and 765. If you want to come on the air, please press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. If you're here hanging out and just listening, welcome to the show. We're glad you are here. And if you change your mind at any time, 518 and 765, press 1, and you can jump on then. All right, let's go ahead and grab... Four two four. Four two four you're on the air. Hello, Nala. Hey Anthony, how are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing okay. Trying to figure out okay. whether I need scuba gear or not. Why do you need scuba gear? I'm in California. It's raining like cats and dogs. Literally. Oh, isn't that Yesterday, I'm up right above you in Oregon, and yesterday it was like, it was so hot that I had to open the doors on the house, and today it was raining like torrential, horrible, end of earth, Noah's Ark, torrential, freezing rain downpours. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. It's getting, it's getting ready to do that here now. Um, it's been uh, kind of raining off, off and on all day. But it's getting well, go, ready to uh, blast. Go dig through the kids' toy box and get those little arm floaties for the pools out and put them on, okay? Yeah, because I can't swim worth nothing. I can't do I can swim really, that's why. I can swim really, really good in, underwater. I just can't come up for air. <clears throat> that don't help much. <laughs> right? It's the truth, though. I can swim like crazy. I can swim on my back. So if I ever, like, like fell over an ocean liner or something like that, I'd have to swim to shore on my back. But I cannot swim on top of the water and breathe. And I cannot tread water. You know, like you see people sitting there like mermaid-like, just waving their arms across the surface and looking all beautiful with their wet hair and their glistening cheeks. I can't do that. No, I sink like a rock. Well, I float like a rock, so we in the same category. <laughs> Well, we'll be mer people together. How about that? We're here. Yep. So I haven't heard from you in a while. It's good to good to have you on. What you bring us? Um, I have a piece called "She Said to Me." She said to me. You can be anything you want to be. Nothing can hold you back. Apply yourself and you can be a light in the darkness. He said to me, a man is not always the loudest in the room. He is not always the strongest. A man is the one who provides, not the one who tears down. The village said to me, we are always here for you, but you must be here for yourself. In order for us to help you, you must Help yourself. She said to me, 
You are my pride and joy. I would do anything for you. With those words in my mind, I be the best I can be every day. Rest in peace. That was amazing. Now, I loved how all the separate things in life that are there and also you know, the, the, it's the give and take of all the aspects of your life and the people and the relationships and just life in general. It was incredible. Thank you, my dear. Something I wrote during the rain, of course. <laughs> <laughs> are you really scared? Do I need to send like a raft down there for you or something? You'll be okay, little camper, I I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that's even worse. I hate boats. (laughs) I get get seasick sometimes on boats. But, and you know, it's really funny. Even as bad as I am at swimming and stuff, if there's water, I have to get in it. You can't keep me out of water. Mud puddles included. Now, I'll I'll sit at the edge. Moth to flame. If I'm at, like, a beach or something like that, I'll sit at the edge. But as far as going out there and getting in it, nah. I had a bad experience with water. I go out as far as I can where I stand on my tiptoes and my head's still above water. I'll go out that far. Nah, you wouldn't get me out that far. Sometimes I get in trouble. (laughs) Are you reading two tonight or just the one, honey? I I have a whole bunch of stuff here. Give me just one yep. second. I have a second one for you. It's called The Darkness Inside the Tunnel. Okay. Darkness Inside the Tunnel. Fear of a black planet. of a black race. Darkness. 400 plus years disrespect, disregard of life, of our people as a whole. Inside, Jim Crow making a return. Segregation is coming back only this time. It's being initiated by us. The tunnel, the road we followed littered with the potholes of history. Can it? No. Will it become any better? Maybe. If we become the light. The darkness inside the tunnel. And that's that piece. Wow. I'm glad I asked for two. 
I'm glad that I'm a greedy little girl. <laughs> yeah, a- another one of them rain time pieces. Um, <laughs> oh, you poor guy. Uh, it's that I'm I'm waiting now for book number five to come out. Um, it's had, the publisher has it and she's fine tuning it. So, uh, and this one is more short stories than poetry. So, uh, hopefully, she'll be out here within the next week or so. And uh, I'm looking. I'm kind of looking forward to it because I had written a bunch of short stories and hadn't really done anything with them. So uh, I decided to put them all in a book. So that sounds like a good idea. I'm proud of you. Yeah, like I said, this is number five. And then I'm going to take a break for a little bit. I still write in a lot of um, anthologies, but um, this one might be the last one under my name for a little bit. And then once I get the proverbial itch, I'll have to scratch it and, and um, start over again. Well, I can't wait to see what is coming out, so make sure that you uh, keep us posted on my page, okay? Put the links on there. Yes, ma'am, I will. As soon as it comes out, you'll be one of the first to know. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. Yeah, I hadn't hadn't visited your your, uh, spot in a while, and I think I thought it was a good time to pop in and say hi. I think so, too. I think about you all the time. So I'm glad I'm glad. Just know when you're not around, you're missed. I appreciate your poetry. I think that you're amazing, and I'm a huge fan, and it's an absolute gift when I get to hear you. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. So let me know what's going on with you. Pop me a message once in a while so I don't worry. Okay, or that, or just start calling in more often. Don't make me come hunch down. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, tell everyone how to find you. Um, My name is Anthony Otto. I go by Kingpin. Um, I am on Twitter, AnthonyArnold61, and I am also on Facebook, which is where I am the majority of the time. Hit me up. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Such a fangirl. Thank you, ma'am. Bye more often, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's grab Eric. Hello, Nyla. 903. Hi, honey. How are you? Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman, the word monster. I'm all right. And had a long Rawr! week. And... You, know what, you know what I just said? What's that? Rawr means I love you in dinosaur. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you. Well, thank you so much. Good to hear from you, too. And that's actually funny, though. We had this uh, 
friend of mine when I was in the Navy, the stuff you said about Rod, I love you and um dinosaur. We actually uh-huh. had a little cold thing, one of my friends uh in the Navy and I we called her uh her nickname was Reptar and that's what we used to do. We talked to each other in dinosaur. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I knew what the hell we were talking about. That was great. That's funny. Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing all right. right. I just had a long day. and um, So I wanted to read something completely different. Um, and I found this on uh, Bill Words. Give me two seconds real quick. Mm-hmm. Pull it up. And then I forgot to press the link beforehand. Yeah, I was on earlier, but uh, I don't know if your lines messed up or what. Or I just called in later. But uh, I had to go take a shower real quick, too. I had concrete, amongst other things, all over me. So did a lot of concrete today. Yeah, we've had a lot of problems with the lines tonight. Yeah, it's all good. I'm not complaining, but I was just saying that I had a – I went and got a sink. I got a new – I got a sink link at Leak – Sink. Sink. Link. uh, Leak, sorry. Uh so I had to go buy a new sink. I got to go buy a lot of new things, but to repair my camper, that's fine though. Anyways, here we go. So this one's brand new. Uh, I never read it. I found it on spillwords.com. So I'm I'm on spillwords too. But anyways, I wanted to read something different. So here we go. This is um, I don't know if she wrote it to the painting, but she has the painting on here. I don't know if it's prompted or not. And I don't know who. I don't know. I haven't even had a chance to talk to her. I had Spillwords login, but I got a new phone, and in doing so, it wasn't transferred, and I lost my password, so I got to make a new login and all that, so I can't talk to anybody on there. Anyways, there's this uh, there's this painting of uh, Hernandez, uh, Hade, Blarts, Lescott, the public writer, and it's got this picture flower. And it's got a coat laid down, and there's two ladies, and there's an older guy, and he's writing uh, on pa- uh, quill and ink blot on paper. And there's this other guy, and he's kind of cloaked and hooded. I don't know exactly what he <laughs> what he is, but I don't know if that's a like I said, I don't know if that's a prompt, but that's what you wrote. So this is Poetry for Writers, written by Melissa LeMay. Hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right, too. (laughs) All right. There's an art to crafting verse, quite a way of shaping words, ever leading to an end of which one has never heard. Brevity is art itself, requiring skill to master. A few words make for less space. They aren't born any faster. A blank page is limitless, allegorical concepts, making sense of things lacking. Just keep it all in context. Capulate to demands or don't. It does not matter. For you may use the former or or extricate the latter. Remember things you'd forgot and make light of the mundane, evoke feelings of passion that you may not feel again, reject reject perfectionism, but keep envoys and assonance 
black uh, blank verse and rhythmic cadence, which from fingertips might dance. Be redundant, different, interlaced meanings with ease, play words against each other. Crease first and then decrease. Break away from the pattern, then return. It's not like you to limit what you're writing, so don't, so don't. Keep it fresh and new. Don't go gentle into the haiku, but rage against tendency towards nature, emotion, these sentiments. Epository stanzas, metaphors, and similes. Likewise, combine sentences like tingle, tickling piano keys. Tingling, sorry. Tingling, and, yeah, I mispronounced that. Like tingle, tingling piano keys, crescendo, mid-right, if you will, creation. Things that speak ordinary are an, an abomination. Cap your pen and all the world drops dead. Quiet afterthoughts inside your head. There's nothing in your body that's not fraught with great expectations of literary aptitude or teeming with intrinsic joy, despair, solitude. Authentic is the best way to convey explicit thoughts. They They flow and become many or evade and end in not. Writing absence of meaning is not gifted, but a curse. Empty pages of writing, an idea that's quite perverse. Exquisite words promenade across essay or story. The outpouring cerebrum is an act of sheer glory, a proper ending some might say is quite necessary. The reader is left begging. It's all vocabulary. Thousands of words. Hold them close, comprehend, and utilize. Language always formulates behind open or closed eyes. That's in peace. I loved it. Thank you so when much. Was I that figured one, you when was that, that one written? I did. When was it written? Uh, it was actually written to, hang on, what is the, oh, it was written yesterday, my bad. Yeah, I figured you'd like, <laughs> yeah, it was written yesterday, my bad. I figured you'd like the reference of, of the the haiku reference and, uh, well, I mean, you know, the whole thing, but especially the haiku reference. And then she talks <laughs> about being well. authentic, too. Yeah, and then she talks about being authentic and different stuff. So, anyways, this is uh, Melissa LeMay. She's uh this is her bio on spill words. I haven't reached out to her yet. I need to. I try to get her on the show, but I like to talk to her on spill words too, because I just um, I like to read. Uh, so if you go on spill words, it's just like it's not like Facebook exactly, but it's just mainly poetry and prose. But you can read other people's stuff that you haven't read, and I like to venture into new things. So that's where I found her. So. So it says, I'm a single mother from Lancaster County, PA, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I have lived on interesting, I have lived an interesting life and my experiences have shaped my writing. I love the craft. Uh, additionally, I enjoy spending time with family, coffee, and cats. That's her bio. So, so if you look her up, um, 
She's on spillwords.com. That's Melissa LeMay. Uh, and like I said, I don't know anything about her. I just read her poem and liked it a lot. <laughs> she just speaks a lot of truth in her in her poem uh, about writing. So, but anyway, that's what I that's what I wanted to read. Um, I guess I could read. Can I read a small one or? Oh, you mm-hmm. got time or not? Okay. All right. All right. Then. Let me get this up real quick. Come on. Phone. Yes, <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'll do this one. This one. So this is the one I've already read. But that's fine. Though. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So this is my, uh, so I actually got this published in, uh, I can't remember if it's called Evermore or Nevermore. So there's this, uh, so Gina Carilla got me into this uh, anthology. She didn't get me into it. She told me about it, and I submitted this poem. And so it's uh, actually an Edgar Allan Poe-inspired poetry and prose um, by people that were inspired by, uh, and they wrote what they were inspired by about, too. Anyway, this one's mine. It's called I'm Not Poe, dot, dot, dot. I'm not Edgar Allan Poe's unkept toes, magical macabre skeletons and crows, clever poetic and prosaic blows, thought-provoking and reflective mows, vivid imagery and haunted flows, deranged, demented glows, wicked tolls, bow, uh, bows and tolls. That's in peace. <laughs> Oh, you have so much fun writing, I can tell. Yes, I do. Thank you. Appreciate it. But yeah, I was just letting you know that's cool that I got that uh published in that I haven't had a chance to get it. They split it into three um the three volumes, so I'm waiting for the third I'm on I think I'm in the third one or something something actually. So now I gotta buy it. So but that's cool that they had that. I found a couple others, but they're not doing continuations, so they were older. Um, I found a couple other ones that were like that. So I thought about maybe doing uh, an anthology like that. I kind of got an idea with uh, one of the um, – well, I don't know if I'm going to make an e-sign or a book finally, too. I got the technology to make a book, so I might be doing um, – Macabre, uh, modern macabre madness is my might be uh, that that was one of my old ones anyways. So, but I haven't decided um, if I'm gonna get that and get it started. But yes, so I'll I'll let everybody know about that once I get there. So I got enough stuff to do first before I get into <laughs> another book. When you do the book yourself, it takes a lot of time. So, like I said, with Gina Carilla and I, we spent a lot of time together on online and on the phone talking about the book and doing, you know, the book too. So, and you got you got to put up with Microsoft Word and its problems and blah 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 blah. So, but you know, it happens. But it's cool though. All right, well, Nyla, thank you. I'm glad you loved the first poem, uh, and glad you loved the second poem too. Um, I plan on doing uh, like about five different ones that aren't horror based. So I want to write, I'm not 
whoever. I've already done six or seven different ones, but I wanted to do the ones that I liked when I was a kid and, you know, who my mom introduced me to as well. So that'd be cool. And it's fun to rhyme with their last name. And it can be a challenge, too. So some, some of them are great. Like one is uh, Dante Allegaria, and I probably didn't spout, uh, pronounce his name, but he did the Divine Comedy, and he did Hell, um, Paradise, and uh, Purgatory. And his last name <laughs> rhymes with, like, two other words that are also Italian. <laughs> That's it. And I'm like, well, maybe I can do Dante, you know. <laughs> Quite the conundrum, but anyways, this is uh, Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. Uh, I'm still on Facebook. I got the like page, uh, Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. I'm on AllPoetry.com, Word Monster, Instagram, uh, Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. Uh, still words. It's it's just Eric Shellman. I haven't been able to change my name yet on that one. Um, I got. I think it's got 10 poems there right now. I got a few more coming, coming up too. Uh, but I got those and, uh, I said Instagram, right? Or did mm-hmm. I say Instagram? Okay. Yeah. Instagram. And since I broke my phone and it wasn't fixable, I got a new phone. So I don't have Twitter anymore. So I might be jumping back on that and I might not. So I don't know about that. I haven't decided because I I didn't forgot to write my I forgot to write my password down of course so but I'll decide on that later <laughs> so sorry to yammer on but I'm glad you're doing good Nyla glad you had a good week have a good weekend have a good Friday uh to come and uh, to come for tomorrow and uh, if I find some more interesting poetry that I can read and I'll read and I'm going to try to get my login so I can talk to Melissa and see uh, to let her know that I got, I read it, but also, you know, fell in love with that poem, you know, just by randomly picking, you know, and, and, uh, and finding it's worth. So, but it would be cool if I can talk to her and get her to come on the show. That'd be really cool, huh? That would be very cool. Work on that for me. <laughs> yes, I will. So I'll get my login and I'll talk to her. And then I can talk to I got a couple other people on Spill Words too. So. Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, have a great night. Thank you for everything you do for us. Thanks for offering the venue. And uh probably going to go ahead and probably get my butt to bed. It's been a long day. I mixed <laughs> concrete too. We didn't use an actual concrete truck. So. Damn. All right, go relax. Re- go, rela- go relax. I was going to say go relax, which is go relax and rest at the same time. Go relax. That's now, right. There you go. All right. <laughs> I will do. Thank you. Good night, Eric. Good night, Love, Nyla. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Love you too, hun. 916, you are not in the lineup. If you would like to come on and read, please press 1 for me. Then I'll know it's okay to unmute you if you're here just listening. Appreciate it. We're going to be going into overtime. So if you're listening and you want to hear the end of the show, you can call in 646-595-3965. The live streaming stops with the air. The show continues to air. So... There we got y'all. All right, let's go ahead and grab area. We've got area code 573 followed by 585 and then 916. 
So 573, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hello, are you there? Okay, can you hear you? Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. The last time we're monsters, how are you? Oh, baby, it's been a minute. I missed you. <laughs> I missed you, too. Your phone number keeps changing. Yeah, this is a new one. This is good. This is solid. This is home. Um, we got a new device. Okay. So it's nice and crystal clear. Um, you sound really good. Uh, well, she's like, okay, I got, um, you know, I'm not to see you picking. You didn't pay attention to my message or anything, but you should. Um, I'm seeing you some pictures. Like, I said, like, well, now the paintings are all down. But, um, and I have a studio, you know, I got my, my area for spoken words. I'm painting and writing and rolling joints and smoking dabs and, you know, lounging under the tree. <laughs> I'm quite comfortable with my insanity. So what do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? Uh, I got all sorts of stuff. It works, though. So I've been writing a lot. Super, 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 a lot. Um, And books. Um, And the journey to rediscovering me. I've been reaching further. And um, there's been moments... Uh, clarity and, and devastation and, and growth utterly um, for progression never you know, stops. And um, so the first thing I'm going to read you is written uh, shortly after a, a magical, magical fungal trip uh, that settled a lot of woes and uh, cleared a lot of paths. And uh, I was sitting in the shower, which, you know, I... I miss you there for a minute. Now I love my shirt. I'm hanging two heads and I'm in that photo forever. Um, I'm rejoicing it. Uh, but I'm sitting there and thinking, you know, why do I keep failing? What is failure? Wait, is it really failure or is it happenstance? Because to me, you know, this means that I laid down and I'm dead and I gave up and I haven't given up yet. So maybe more happenstance. I'm listening to Metallica and, and just wolves coming over. So this is called Failures. What happens, Vince? Where's the epicenter of failure? Any quietness that looms frantically? Grinning eyes and shadows kisses. Letter reflection is purest evolution. My ship set course in rigorous munitions of self-deprecating salt. It's alert. Behavioral retardation, streaking, birthday nuances, and ignorances delivers again. Seek and destroy. Hot fusion sound waves, streams, cognitive conundrums of where I'd like to see. Nihilistic annihilations of maniacal masochism, merely wreaking fuckery in the life of race. I am evil, I am sin. Born time to moonshine hymns of towns, the gulf derelicts. Finding a way to eviscerate myself as redundancy's martyr, like grounded adolescence. My ascension walked away. Other disarray, found in emerald glass, stout smell of hoppy vibrations to lessen the resolve of morons, fast-handed in its weight, in quicksand, I will dissolve my imperfections grimly at last. <laughs> <laughs> 
sustenance, devour, and falsetto of assuredly consuming my preoccupied fears. Alone, here, moth of his, my once truculent demeanor under tattered flags, burning by waves, crashing violently, my endurance and devastations ripple, perplexed. Why not an embraceful recognition as well? Wasting tension fills purpose-filled breasts where ardently confusions are milked and my arrogance. So my spleen leans perpendicular to rational masturbations of my theory on truth. Dire neglect. Welk and weeds. It seems my scenes are dissolving in bitterness again. Confounded and I'm content and passed up the fuckery to endure. Like holy flesh crucified, I rise another day, embracing on a surrealistic pilgrimage of sin. Beautiful deviances are so becoming. Enamored, I delve into the bliss of being lost amongst it. Avoid those transitions, keep me from plumbing in diabolical gaps of intellect colored by regret. My just thoughtless bottle figures, my soul hijack in effects channels of happenstance, thought and peace. Wow, that was intense. Absolutely intense. Fantastic job on that, Sin. Yes. The I am evil, I am that the most pit out from the thousand. I dare him. Right the way. Right the And then um next one is um you know, I, I believe all I believe that you 95% mental motherfucker. There's no cure for what ails me. I believe rewiring. Um, rewiring takes mother to make you, uh, you know, ingredients. And uh, I've been blessed those. Uh, and, uh, some of them perfectly modified quantities um, to, you know, further my gain into recovery and uh, healing. And, um, you know, Lucy was in the sky with diamond eight times, and I lose burdens. This is a piece. There's burden, and you lost the Bible. It will absolve the frivolous squander. You don't understand. I've kissed the divine, and the subtle aggression of this precognitive reason. Love devours insurgency of idle minds crushed. Inspired sensations, capital crescendos on jazzy hot hats under sexy views. I know where the purpose climax is. Gushing, tender, cold, fervently disintegrated. Neon day glow trees, nourishing the pride game. This essential and plethora of mothers oozing sublime. Fungal pathways of vibration, recoded assimilation. Purposely flagrant hysteria, tattooing into the fabric of my coming. Failing prophetic rationalization of where the future is now bilaterally infused crimson love rings. 
smoke stop principles and the oxidization that allowed the soil to transpire in me. Happy Mojo Rising. And countless volumes and free rhetoric driven soft mass and resolution to its faults amongst gang. Whimsical his divinity hushed amongst degenerate clamoring on thoughtless flight. Becoming more grounded in ancient lips on proverbial depth of ancient breath. In whisper lost upon autumn's side. <laughs> Letter three. As cerebral functions sprout wing corridors and progress lights, I am the last that fortify purpose and tangibly absurd. Reason the pleading aspect of blind hindsight to unwind, futilize. Here, I'm becoming what was lost in the weeping of broken melodies. Melancholy? Dies. Defeat fruition, the fluorescent harvest of my driven sublime, but the truth will elude what deems valor and slighted preconceived outcomes. Cringing to welcome the glory of live paradigms which get sight upon bird eye lying beneath the tree of my reconvening. <laughs> Lots of projections. Shrouded in the cornucopia of grazing provisions of future's weight. Let mountain balance top of my questing latitude and horizons of past of fuckery. My name writes this newly dawned flesh of ruckus, centuries, dead then. No longer sequester. My vicious tonality will deprecate too. The sundered walls. Crashing polka chaos into the supple fray of passing indecency. Portal of three is where the rebirthing of reason roots and destiny. They go pulsation devour my washed upon dead shores excuses. Ha! I'm below me. I'm flicker free haze of delivered intent purposely. Because I'm in that wiggle the back of my baby and busy. Always a trip for sure. That was awesome. How's the delivery? That was different. That was, yeah, I like that. I think that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like the giggles? Yeah. I love giggles. You wouldn't be into that vibration. <laughs> <laughs> I built that with another person. Still, I mean, I had to fucking cherish it. <laughs> so do me a favor, <laughs> sweetie. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Ah, Citizen Spittle, S-T-I-T-A-L. Break up through to the other side. Well, actually, you just have to use fucking Google. And, uh, you know, finally, have a good night. Love you. <laughs> Love you too, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. Be awesome. Perfect. All right, honey. Thank you so much. All righty, you guys. Ah, where did it go? Come on. Here we go. There we are. Okay. Our next caller, 585. You are on the air. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Okay. Well, I just uh, well, I just feel like telling somebody this. I just came out of the radio studio. I just did an excellent radio program for one hour. Hit the wrong button. I think I erased it. <laughs> uh, <gasps> oh, so I hate I have it to when wait that happens. Till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it, and it does happen. So. 
Um, so I had to wait till the morning, and maybe one of the engineers, maybe there's, you know, there's a place where they go when they get erased. <laughs> find find the our lost children. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I can You know, I haven't done that on. A, not, I've never done that on a radio show. I've done it on production pieces before. Um, yeah. When I was, it you just, know, like doing voiceovers, and, and it's just, oh god, it's horrible. And it's almost. It's always the one when you get it right. <laughs> So uh-huh. that oh, of course. Always. Oh, man. And uh, so, you know, I actually, I started to, I, because this was about an hour plus ago, about an hour or so ago, I said, shit, I should just do another one, and then that'll take the worry right out of this one. I should just sit right here and do another one, but I didn't feel like doing it. It was the only thing that went <laughs> wrong today, and then, you know, I let it have its place. So so that's you know, that's one part of how things are. But uh, otherwise it means I can't complain. But I wanted to um you know, part of why I didn't do the other didn't do the show again is because I wanted to be here and hang out with you. you know. I'll be your excuse. I'll be your excuse. I'll be your alibi. I'll All be right. anything you need me to be. We'll, well, you'll be our host for tonight, and that'll be good. Give me a place to be right now. So anyway, I have one poem here. I always have more than one poem, but I have one poem that I'm thinking about. So I was on um, All Poetry last week, allpoetry.com. And uh, so I use their contest. That's all contests are good for to me is 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 writing prompts, you know, writing prompts is a chance for some critique. Um, people don't much really critique you, though. Nobody really says and gives you any hard critical analysis of anything. Everybody says it's great, and sometimes it's not. <laughs> um, but anyway, the prompt had to do with the pop song about Mr. Bojangles. And I said, holy shit, I know something about this that everybody doesn't know. And as the notes, I'll read the author notes to you. As the author notes to this poem says, there was an old man, a caretaker at an apartment building where I lived in Pittsburgh during the 1970s. He said he grew up with a guy who used to dance a lot in his neighborhood, a good dancer among the other good and great dancers in the neighborhood. The guy became known as Bojangles. That the, world, that the world knows about him points to the tragedy of segregation and isolation, the loss to the world when the truly greats remain unknown. And I, I can attest to that. When I was a kid, I was a baseball player, and the lives that got distorted and sucked up in the ghetto they, so there were some truly, truly talented people that the world never got to know about. I mean, you know, the professional athletes that you know about didn't want any part of playing against these guys. And there was uh-huh. a place in New York called, called the – there was a tournament called the Rucker Tournament where the professional NBA guys would come and just get embarrassed by these kids, these guys from Harlem just would just show them how it was really supposed to go. Uh, likewise, uh, everybody knows about uh, Jackie Robinson, but they don't know about you know all of the great ball players 
who had a different temperament that wouldn't allow them to be that pioneer that was needed in that moment, but they were much, much mm-hmm. better ball players than Jackie Robinson. So don't even get me started on black problem. history and baseball because I'll lose my, I'll, I'll lose, I'll, you know me, <laughs> you know, that's my passion. Well, you, well, you know, Buck O'Neill's brother used to live here. Uh, in fact, uh, Buck O'Neill's brother, uh, his, he was the father of a friend of mine and we used to hang out and, and I took his brother to, uh, they had a Negro um, Negro League All Star Game Museum? or a presentation mm-hmm. at the All Star Game. No, a presentation mm-hmm. at the All Star Game at this minor league team that we have here, and I remember going there with him. But uh, you know, for everybody who knows about uh, uh, Jackie Robinson, they don't know about Josh Gibson, and Josh Gibson would have superseded Babe Ruth if they could have competed on an even keel, but they never got a chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Satchel Page, the legend. You know, but the thing about those leagues, it was was as much entertainment as it was athleticism, and so a lot of stuff had to go along with it, like stories. They say, yeah, I know. I know Satchel Page would knock a bat out of man's hand. You know, usually, you know, the the, the <laughs> bat hits the ball. And, you know, and Satchel Page threw so hard, he knocked the bat right out of your hand. So, that you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the superhuman aspect that was brought to it. Anyway, I've titled this poem, to make it simple, A Man I Really Used to Know. I knew a man who knew a man. Bojangles was his name, who came forth from the wide expanse of Texas just to do his dance. The man who I used to know said that he grew up with Bo. I'm sorry, the man who I used to know who said he grew up with Bo cleaned the trash from our halls and washed the smut from the walls in a place where I used to live, but yet he had time to give us funny stories and fancy tales of the life and times and travails of a much right kid who tap danced and slid for nickels and dimes in depression times. About as well as the rest, but one close to the best, for a penny, a nickel, a dime if he could, in his black and tan neighborhood. Mr. Bojangles, my friend said with a smirk. He tapped out some rhythm and went on with his work, crammed some more trash into a huge sack, straining his 80-year-old back. Mr. Bojangles, I heard him say. Mr. Bojangles looked the scam one time, Mr. Bo, for the home folks. Dance. And the poem. I love that poem. And that's like one of my favorite songs in the whole world. Did you know that? I didn't know that. It's a great song. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm very that's... happy for, you know, for... For Bo Jangles to be able to have achieved the success that he did, very much so. You know, but you know, the fact when you see him is the tip of this iceberg that the world never got to see. Mhm. You know, when you see Jackie Robinson, that's the tip of an iceberg. You know, for that matter, when you see Barack Obama. That's the tip of an iceberg. That is so true. 
that was so amazing. Hey, baby, are you are you going to read uh, two or just the one? Are you going to read two? I could. Well, I could read two. I mean, yeah, sure. Just give me just a second here. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so somebody on there asked for um, an adult blues poem, but I think mine was way too adult for him. So, so it's, it's it's not too adult for here, but we'll just let it pass. If anybody wants to see it, it's called it's called In the Alley, a toast, and it's on my page on all allpoetry dot com. So. I'm going to get it to you in a second. I know you're just stalling. <laughs> All right. So here's a, here's a poem I wrote to a picture prompt, and the picture was a rustic, ca- cal- um, a rustic cabin out in the woods. And uh, so I knew the idea was, you know, to look at how natural and everything was. But I thought about I thought about some middle aged hippies who went down that road they went down and maybe did, maybe didn't find what they were looking for. It's called No Way Back. Some things just don't work no more. A broken hinge on the old front door. The wire mesh on the chicken pen. Don't keep the foxes from getting in. An old hippie bus just takes up space like most things in this forsaken place. Part of a nirvana that was never to be. The rainbow's end for you and me. Who were once young and so clear-sighted, but our dream fell short, our vision blighted. And all Bob's wit wit, and all Jimmy's notes, Janice's wail that so clearly emotes what once was a quaint and warm little shack with chickens and goats and a hayfield out back is an overgrown field with a well is an overgrown field off the well worn track of our road to nowhere with no way back. And Paul. Sorry I blew <laughs> it at the end. That was incredible. I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm glad I know. pushed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny 'cause I'm you know, I'm of that age to know those people and some people who grew up in the 60s took the bait hard. I'm, I'm one of those people. I mean, they, because they talked about commitment and, you know, what, you know, calling things what they really were. And, and yeah. Um, but some of those people are among the people who got bought out, who sold out, who, you know, um, who tell you, oh, you, you're too serious you know, all of the above. And some of those people who were picketing this and and protesting that are the people who have the white picket fences now and don't want to hear what their children are concerned about in society. And uh, Mm -hmm. so they, you know, but then there are some who were the hardcore and they might have gotten thrown out of school for being involved in a protest or they might have gone to jail 
for being involved in something, and it affected their future and it affected their lives. And the guys who were right next to them bailed out on them, and they got left hole in the bag. And they got left hole in the bag for a whole movement that they thought was legit, that should have been legit, except that it had some illegitimate people who didn't even know they were illegitimate. They just were unhappy with what was going on around them, but they didn't know that if they had the will or the ability to change it. And uh, they jumped ship before they found out that they could. So there are some there are some hardcore, you know, like some of the <laughs> a lot of the old deadheads, you know, <laughs> a lot of yeah. the old deadheads. Man, and if you're a deadhead, you're that, always a dead kid. You know, there there's yeah. I still know people that are just. I mean, that's yeah. life. That's their life. Yeah. That's funny. And so there we have our little poem for the night. Uh, I don't know. I tended to write a little bit. I, I tended to here lately to start just writing down, you know, I'll write down. Some of the best phrases that you come up with, you just use them if you don't write them down as soon as you can stop somewhere and write them down. Right? You, know, you need to do that. I, you have to do that or you forget them. How many times have you thought of something yeah. and you thought, oh, I'll write it down later, but then you don't and you can't remember it later and you know it's the most brilliant yeah. thing you've ever thought of in your life? About three times a day. Mm-hmm. I kid, I kid you not. I kid you not. We need I to mean, take time to... Because, that, because the world presents itself to you. I mean, you walk, you ride down the street and you'll see something happen over here or you hear something on the radio over there or two things that two things that are so far apart it's not even funny in your consciousness connect and you got both hands on the steering wheel. Yep. And uh, they connect with the right words too, but you'll never find them again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to show you a picture. I have a picture of me holding a oh notebook. I'm holding God. a notebook on the steering wheel with my thumb and while I'm driving yeah. and writing in my notebook while I'm driving. As long as I know where my hand is on the paper, I don't have to look at the paper. That's how adamant I was about yeah. if I think of something, I'm writing it down now. So when I would drive to work, it would take me 45 minutes to drive to work. I would drive with the notebook on the steering wheel being pinned down with my thumb and the pen in the other hand, and I would drive, and if I think of something, I'd just write it down. Yeah. Not what I would recommend my kids to do, but, yeah. Yeah, so you're one of those hardcore people. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, baby. I'm so glad you are able to call in tonight. Will you tell everyone how to find you, hon? Yeah, yeah. My name is Douglas Curry. I can be found under that name on Facebook. And uh, I write poetry on allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99, Manchild 99 on Facebook, um, all, I'm sorry, on allpoetry.com. And otherwise, I have a Facebook page of Douglas Curry where, you know, some interesting people drop by from now and again and some some funny jokes get told and political commentaries get dropped on us there. All kinds of stuff happens there. 
But uh, I'm here on Thursdays every time I can. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you. And right. you know, I'm okay. hoping you can make it next week. I'll be looking forward to it. All right, and thank you. All right, take care. Okay, and our last caller for the evening is... Who is it? Nine. Those were all taken. Those were all taken. This looks like okay. Um, Last call. Nine one six. Mr. Hacker. Hey, yeah. (laughs) I'm always the last caller. Hey, yeah. The (laughs) nitty gritty dirt. The nitty gritty dirt band. Yeah, great song. And I don't think uh, Bojangles was quite famous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's that. It's funny because I just had a we just had a short spot on um, my last show, on the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. We did Bojangles. It's weird. I love that song so much. Yeah, you know Jackson Brown was once a member of Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. I did not know that. <laughs> So what do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? Well, I was going to read the trilogy, The Hatter's Mad. I don't think I've shared that here. I could. <laughs> Please do. Okay. It's called The Hatter's Mad Trilogy. It goes like this. In a shaded corner of the mushroom meadow, there's a matter of indeviated happenstance. Invitations sent out to celebrate a day of extraordinary circumstance. Mushrooms are served baked in the sun while wearing an oversized hat, speaking in nonsensical rules and rhymes in the, wearing, in the warnings of a Cheshire cat. The rabbits are running a hairline trail, but trying to never be late, stuffed in the pockets of the firefly queen for the candles on the Mad Hatter's cake. Sitting on toadstools with caterpillar backs, knowing the Hatter's insane, butter by toast and buttercups filled with psychedelic mushroom champagne. Will you stay, please, sweet Alice, for tea? Can I please refill your cup? I think you'll agree you're as mad as me. How else could you think me up? Alice, come round, will steal the queen's crown for the... That's what the Cheshire said. If Alice she sees, and just as she pleases, for sure it's off with her head. By carriage or boat, we'll take a vote. Now there's a soup in my hair, but that's what we need to tea. Excuse me, for those that need tea, just pass cups to me for the trip we're about to share. Why are you always too tall or too small? And that's a matter of fact. A carriage or boat will take a vote. We'll travel by Mad Hatter's hat. The ten holds a club that won't let us in. While the queen's playing croquet, the king was afraid he'd chest piece the leg if the queen just hacked off his head. Alice is thinking while the red knight is seeking to nab her against her will. Unicorns and lions together are trying to bury the king on the hill. Horseflies and gourds and sticks for swords That's while riding a kangaroo rat. Defend the hatter is what matters, armed with a vampire bat. Addis is learned by a by a flutter by worm. Mushrooms will change her size. Flamingos will swing at, hedgehogs will bring. The wickets, the score, they will try. The Red King is, snor- is snoring, flamingos are scoring, the Queen yells off with their head, 
Alice keeps quiet, the mushroom she'll try it, remembers what the Flutterby said. She nibbles, she nibbles a bit, then leans back to sit. Alice starts to grow. She begins to fill against her will. The ceiling is now too low. She frightens the king and tells the queen she no longer wishes to play, for Alice is now so big somehow, no one will get in her way. In poem. That's like three, three I, of them all together. <laughs> I love that so much. I can't even tell you. I love Alice, first of all. So, you know, and I always say, you know, I didn't fall down the rabbit hole. I am the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I love that poem. I'm so glad you called in. I'm glad you held on and you read that. That was incredible. Thank you. You're very welcome. You need to call in more often, my dear. Uh, I try to. I, I, I'm uh, three for four. <laughs> I'm always the last caller. <laughs> my last dance. Yeah. All right. So, so were you going to read another one or just that one, hun? Uh, I could. I could grab one real quick. I'll just throw mm-hmm. a dart. You'd like to. Okay. I have a file. Let's <clears> try <throat> Okay, how about uh, uh, Okay, I just uh, How about uh, um, Water from the Stones I just did it Okay It's not long It goes like this Water from the Stones The writers wrote the tales that bled the water The water from the stones Listen to the voice that warns of all there is to show, to show them. The rants, the rants from hate in 58 hang low in dangling swings. Trust is lost at any cost, and the anger it does bring. The poet wars in 64 decided whom shall die. Guarded on the river's edge, he stopped to ask them why. Looking back to find what's mine, there stands a man called Free. With angel wings before my eyes, he looks a lot like me. The skies are black from finding that they're here to claim their what's theirs. Now in behind, we stand in line because heaven has no stairs. End poem. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you really need to call in more often. You mean earlier? <laughs> Mm, no, just like all the time, every week. You can't. Ever I think miss I'm hitting about every, every every other week. I think I. I know I won't be greedy, but gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. No, I appreciate that. Maybe. No. Uh, absolutely, our pleasure, and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a fan of yours and your writing. Oh, so thank you. you. You're very welcome. Then do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, uh, I'm Hatter, Jay Hatter from a team of Voices Radio on Blog Talk. We most every night of the week, although we're going through shift changes, sort of, so the the weeks have been a little sparse. But uh, yeah, ATOV Radio, um, you can uh, find us on the uh, Blog Talk menu. Um, my Very show cool. Night. You can when you're uh, getting ready to do your show, throw it up on my put the link and stuff up on my Facebook page so people can come find you. 
Listen in. Okay. Try to network of people you can market to. Yeah, we're in 70 different countries now. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. It's cool. It's pretty cool. I couldn't name you 70 countries. (laughs) I don't know if I could either. It's tough. I don't think I don't know if I could. All right, sweetheart, you're amazing. I'm really glad you read tonight. I'm glad you hung out and. Appreciate you, and we will talk to you next week, okay? Yeah, thank you very much. Thank All right, hon. Thank you. Jay Hatter, absolutely amazing. Okay, guys, that is the end of our show. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm going to close tonight with, where did it go? Oh, it went away. That's great. I'm going to close tonight. We'll just grab something because I can't find that one now. With a piece by dun, 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 Cassandra Diaba called Empty Spaces. We will see you guys next week. Love you. Appreciate you. And good night. When he bleeds out rainwater through your cupped hands, like the worst kind of prey, Try not to remember the look on that parking lot above his shoulders the day you first met. How it glimmered just for you, eyes gasoline rainbows in a world of cigarette butts and crushed cans. You were the kind of girl. Mothers have to pull into supermarkets both hands because all you want to do is drink puddles of polluted water until you shine like that. Mommy, ten more seconds, Mommy. Just a taste you have joined the army of heads down dull pennies no one wants to pick up because if no one wants your kind of luck, you just dropped your heart on the sidewalk, watched someone else walk off with it. The last time you kiss him, you will not know it is the last time, so you will not understand why when you close your eyes, and see yourself back home at that gas station off the highway with some farmer's family plot adrift in the corner, gravestones leaning against the air pumps. You will not understand that it is not easy to love someone like you. You label on a broken beer bottle, trying to hold all these sharp edges in your soft body, you single glove curling itself against the imprint of damp gravel kissing concrete. Like it might someday learn to love you back. You need to remember not to look for arcs of color in the dirty puddle of his face. 